0: Da-ding. No, that's Titan. Oh, so <laughs> did yeah. all. What's up, loves? It's hey, your hi. girl, Glory Alicia. And Alicia J, what's up, y'all? What's up? So as y'all can see, we are doing things a little differently on today. Today we are live and in color for the Journey to Motherhood podcast. Girl, it's a new season. Yes, we are on season four of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. This has been a wild ride. I didn't think we was gonna make it to four seasons. Four That's just very four. 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 like that is so four, four. four <laughs> seasons of the Journey to Motherhood podcast and so as y'all can see we are live and in color we want to do something a little different this season so y'all are going to be seeing our beautiful faces for this season so i'm super excited and i think (laughs) i'm more excited today because i got the whole room prep team with me like that
1: that
0: like the whole team is here So I'm super excited. I'm going to bring everybody on, but as y'all know, this is season four, episode one of the Journey to Motherhood podcast. Today, we are going to be talking with the womb prep team. The entire team is here. We are going to be telling y'all our stories. We're going to make y'all laugh. You might cry a little bit, but (laughs) at the end of the day, we still go point you back to Jesus as always always so yes let's get it pocket. so let's do some introductions because everybody might not know everybody so Let's do some introductions. If you are uh, tuning in from Facebook in the chat um, on Facebook, make sure that you go to StreamYard.com Facebook so that you can um, give us permission to see your name because we want to see who you are. Um, we we want to make sure that we acknowledge our comments because it's going to be real interactive one today. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring the team on one by one. Let's see who we have first. So first we have Tiffany Dillard. Hello, my love.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Hey, girl. Hey, What's girl. Up, hey. How you doing? I'm doing great. Good. Can you tell the people who you are?
2: I am Tiffany Dillard. I am the global administrator and also the director of prayer and intercession for womb prep.
1: Whoop, whoop. I love it.
0: Yes, 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 yes. So next we have um, Shawanda. Let me bring her on. Hello, my love. I can't hear you. No, you muted. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me see if I can do it. I think I can. No, it says you muted yourself, so you got to press unmute. Look at the the microphone on your screen. There we go. Yes. Yay! Yay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even know I hit the button. Sorry. <laughs> no
0: worries. Hello, my love. Hey, hey. How you doing?
3: I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good.
0: We are good. Good,
1: thank
3: good,
0: you good. love yeah. to the people that may not know who you are.
3: Well, yes. Um, I'm Shawanda Williams. Yeah. I believe under Facebook, I'm S.D. Williams. Those are just my initials. Um, I do whatever Jerry asked me to do for womb prep.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm just here and there and everywhere. So whatever she needs, I assist.
0: Ooh, and I appreciate you so much because we get a lot, of, a lot done. So I appreciate you. Next, I'm going to have Brittany come on. Brittany, are you ready? Brittany.
4: Yay.
0: Here we go
5: hello my
4: hello. Love. hello everybody how y'all doing hey, hey. hey
0: <laughs> can
4: you tell the people who you are yes i can hello everybody hello. thank you guys for tuning in i am Brittany wilcox i am the president Of womb prep and the creative visionary of events and extraordinary spectacular movements. And so, um, I thank you all again for tuning in, Jerry. Thank you again for welcoming me. And I love everybody who's tuning in. Everybody who's listening, we love you. Yes,
1: yes.
0: All right, so y'all, y'all got most of the team here. We are missing one member. Not sure what's going on, but we're gonna get this thing popping right now. Mm-hmm. So within the Womb Prep team in itself, if you've been following the podcast, you know, me and Alicia talk about our journeys all the time. Mm-hmm. Like our stuff is no
1: secret <laughs>
0: whatsoever. We <laughs> talk about it all, we talk about the struggle, we talk about these emotions, everything. Uh, you know, me and Alicia are real transparent about that but one thing i love about how god orchestrated the womb for team is like y'all we literally got miracle babies supernatural healing yeah uh, waiting on god like it, it, secondary impetus. we got it all y'all like mm. within the team itself so we are going to come we're going to share our stories we're just going to talk and have a round table discussion today at you want to jump in right there
5: oh no i'm just excited to hear everybody's story because you know um, I, I unfortunately, am not a part of the Fantabless team, um, but I am, by proxy, a part of the Fantabless team. Yes. <laughs> right. I met all the ladies, and so I'm excited to hear their stories individually. Some of them I know personally um, have heard their stories, and some I have not. And so I'm, I'm excited to hear what God is doing, what God has done, and I'm just excited for womb prep and all the growth that is happening and going to happen because we already know it's going to be far greater than any of us can imagine and Man. so um thank you lord for this this team and so i'm let's go let's get let's diving in y'all already know our story so <laughs> we don't want to bore y'all to death <laughs> uh, i actually want to start with shawanda
0: shawanda story y'all when y'all hear this, y'all could be like wait what <laughs> Yeah, all would be like, you was bleeding for how long? Like, what, what right. happened? Right. So, Shawanda, I'm going I'm, to uh, let Shawanda come on and just tell us her story of fertility, trying to have a baby, had a baby, trying to have another baby, that type of thing. So, Shawanda, the floor is yours, my love.
3: Wow. All right. Well, um, just to get started, um, I do have a child. I have a 12-year-old, soon to be 13-year-old son. His name is Solomon. Um if you're friends with me on Facebook, you see me post about Solomon a lot. Um, but the story to how he was gifted to us is I think is quite amazing. He's literally a testimony, you know, walking around in my house every day. So, let's see. I'm 41 now, but back when I was about I don't know, 16 or 17, um, I started to have a lot of issues with my um, with my menstrual cycle. It would kind of come on one month, It'd skip two, three months, that kind of thing. Um, I remember I went to the doctor and the doctor just came out and told me, and this was that I was probably about sixteen or seventeen. The doctor came out and told me that I would probably never have children, and that um, if I did conceive, I probably would not carry to term. and you know, back then it didn't really dawn on me what she was trying to say to me because I was 17. I was a teenager. You know, I didn't even really care. I didn't want children, especially not at, at that time. And um, so to be honest, if I can, if I can say this, I was a little bit glad that I couldn't have kids. because that meant I could have all of the, um,
1: yeah.
3: And so, um, I was okay with it, you know, Um, I met my husband when I was um, 20. And we started dating when I was 21. And we dated worldly. We did everything um, for about three or four years. And then he suddenly got saved out of the blue. A year later, I ended up getting saved. So it wasn't until then that we were even serious about being together, getting married, having children. So none of that even came up for discussion during those first initial years of us dating. So um, during that time, I started to have a lot of issues again with my menstrual cycle. But by this time it would come on and it would stay on for weeks at a time. And so I was sick all the time. I was very frail. Um, because losing so much blood, um, I always had body aches and pains. I was really sick. I never told anybody, nobody knew, but, but my husband, my boyfriend at the time. And so, um, we, we started discussing marriage. So I made sure that we discussed, Hey, you know, I may have trouble having children, you know, and my husband is, if you've met him, you know, he's very nonchalant. So he was kind of like, ah, you know, it'll be fine. It's not a problem. And so, um, Le- leading right up to the marriage, you know, I went to my church, um, leaders and, you know, explained to them that I was having a lot of physical ailments, a lot of things happening. And so we really began to pray, um, my whole intercessory prayer team, cause I was on the intercessory prayer team and we just would pray all the time about me being able to have children. And so like, I don't know, maybe a week before the wedding, um, my cycle comes on, and I'm scared because I'm like, oh my God, it's gonna be on for months, you know. And um, we prayed, we prayed and prayed and prayed, and and it stopped like it went off like several days right before the wedding. And so um, you know, my husband was excited, of course. And so we knew that God could heal, like we knew that already. And so that first year of marriage it was kind of here and there, you know, it was touch and go. We were still believing God that we would be able to conceive. And on my first year anniversary, my first wedding anniversary, um, I found out that I was pregnant. And um, (laughs) I even, I remember the day that I got pregnant. I cannot tell y'all this. God told me when I conceived, he told me right then, like right in the middle of it, um said to me, receive this impartation. And it was so audible that I looked at Dave because I thought he said it. And I was like, dude, that's a weird thing to say while we're in the <laughs> middle of this. You know, like that's not safety at all, you know. <laughs> receive the impartation, I'm staring at And I was like, why would you say that? And he was like, I didn't even say that. What are you talking about? So I left it alone. I felt crazy because I was like, I am so crazy today. I get the work. This is a Wednesday morning. I promise y'all, I remember everything about it. I got to work. I sat down in my chair and, and he just spoke it. He said, you're pregnant. And I grabbed my stomach and I was like, Oh my God, I'm pregnant. So I told Dave, he didn't believe me. Yeah. I started having these weird pregnancy symptoms. I didn't have like the classic pregnancy symptoms, you know, it was crazy. But anyway, I kept telling Dave, I was like, I'm pregnant. I know I'm pregnant. God told me, he's like, girl, you're not pregnant. And so on our first wedding anniversary, we were walking around in Walmart after we left dinner and I got a pregnancy test. And he's like, you're about to waste the money because, you know, you're not pregnant. And I went home and took it and I was pregnant. We drove back to Walmart. <laughs> 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 was like, hold on, hold on. We go back like, to Walmart. Wait. Right. It's like two o'clock. Back then, Walmart was open all night. It's like two o'clock in the morning. And the same cashier sees us. So we went through the line again with another pregnancy test, with another pregnancy test. And she looked at me and she was like, girl, congratulations, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. And so um, sure enough, I was pregnant. You know, I went to the doctor. Um, and I was afraid because I'm missing parts, (laughs) y'all. Before I found out I was pregnant, I remember I went to the doctor and God told me. So, go to the doctor. he said, "You're gonna get a bad report, like it's not gonna be good. Just prepare yourself, you know don't don't fret, just hear it, but don't receive it kind of thing and so, I went to the doctor and um and the doctor told me all of this bad stuff, you know, I had an ovary that was too far over. I had some cysts on this ovary, and some other stuff was happening and It was, it was wild, but I held on to what God told me. So God says, you know, go, you're going to receive a bad report. But when I heal you, everybody will know that it was me. Mm -hmm. And so I stood on the fact that he said, when I heal you, that was my, that was my promise. And I said, okay, God, that sounds, that sounds like concrete to me. Like I can stand on that. And so that's what we held on to. And so, like I said, ended up finding out that I was pregnant. And um throughout the whole pregnancy, it was like the enemy was throwing everything at me. I developed um, polyps on my cervix. and so with the weight gain and my uterus being so heavy, it would press down on those polyps and it would make me bleed. And so I thought that I was miscarrying because I was bleeding while I was pregnant. So I would be back and forth to the emergency room, you know, full-blown bleeding, like bleeding, bleeding. And I'd get there and Solomon would be in there chilling, you know, swimming, (laughs) you know. And, And the doctors would be like, you know, the baby's fine. And I'm like, well, why am I bleeding like this? And it happened for about six months. I bled for about six months while I was pregnant. Yeah. And having to hold on to God saying everything is fine. You know, you're healed. I don't care what you see. I don't care what's happening. There's nothing wrong with you i had to stand on that while looking at myself bleeding every night like i couldn't you know and it would mess me up mentally because i'm like god i don't understand but it was one of those things like he was just telling me i don't care what you see i don't care what your body is doing i don't care you know you're healed stand on that Mm -hmm. and you know my my blood sugar went up blood pressure would rise he was trying to put me on this medication that medication um and 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 the baby was fine like it was so crazy y'all i can't get over that it was just i was going through everything physically and delivered solomon fine with no complications he was completely healthy i was healthy everything was was fine wow and so i'm you know we we tried to Have more children. I got pregnant immediately after I had Solomon. Solomon was like, I don't know, nine months old. I got pregnant again. And um, that one was a natural conception as well. And um, I ended up losing that one. But even with me losing the second baby, you know, I still had my son walking around in the house. And my husband would say to me, You know, he is our testimony. Like every time you look at him, you should not ever question whether or not God can. We know he can. Amen. You know we're looking at them every day, and so I try to share that with with people. And it's hard sometimes because I still to this day Solomon would be almost 13, and you know we haven't gotten pregnant since since then. Um, but I'm okay now. Back then it used to hurt because I didn't really understand you know what God was doing, but He's given me um, a peace now. So where I can talk about it and share with people and encourage people while I'm waiting, you know, and so that's where we're at.
5: That is I'm gonna let you go. Testimony. I mean, that is an amazing testimony. So I I have a few questions. So yes. I'm gonna start with um. So you're you're at peace now, but mm-hmm. I want to know how did it feel after you had the the miscarriage. Um, I know that you said your husband was, you know, encouraging you, but still there is like, you know, this, was there any moments of doubt? Was there any moments of fear? Um, you know, walk us through that after you're looking at the miracle and then you're like, Oh, I have another miracle. And then God, right. says, no that is not the miracle I'm I'm sending to you at this time.
3: Right. Right. So it was, it was really hard um, to have one. And then the other was taken
1: mm-hmm.
3: and, um, mentally and emotionally, I wasn't prepared for how to deal with that because I had to still take care of the son that I had and deal with the loss of the second one. Mm -hmm. And so it was hard for me to to balance that. So I started to cling to the, to my son and you know, yeah. And it was, it was unhealthy. It was mm -hmm. an unhealthy attachment that I had to my child. I wouldn't let anybody else keep him. Um, Mm -hmm yeah i took care of him solely like even in my home my husband would be like well you can go to sleep i'll watch the baby and i'm like no i got it you know (laughs) it was i was crazy i really was and um yeah so i had people again praying for me for my my mental health um emotional health spiritually i was doubting god because i'm like you know how could you why would you Mm -hmm. you know which is a very bold question to ask God, but I did, you know, <laughs> you know, I was like, wait a minute, you know, like you promised me certain things. And then here you took this one away
1: mm-hmm.
3: and it started to wear on, um, on my marriage with my husband. We, we were very distant to mm-hmm. everybody else. We were okay. Cause we were still going to church. We both were still serving in different parts of the ministry, different help ministries around the church. Um, so, Everybody was looking in and they were like, Oh, y'all are doing great. And we we're like, yeah, 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 everything's fine. And then we'd get home and we were like roommates. He'd be in one room, I'd be in the other, you know. Mm-hmm. And we lived that way for probably almost a, a full year. Like I was ready to leave. Nobody knew that. My husband, did, I, didn't, I didn't tell my husband that I had packed my clothes and my, my son's clothes. Wow. Yeah, had, had the wow. phone in the room and called my family to tell them to come pick me He had no clue. It was years later. That he found that out, I was ready to leave because I was like, "There's no need for me to be here." I mean, it was it became a big mess until my husband and I we had to re- reestablish our bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what brought us back together once we became okay with each other again. Um, but it was a it was a, a heavy toll on me mentally and emotionally, and I was distant with everybody except my son. Cause I didn't feel like anybody else could watch him like me, you know, and, and God had to really deal with me on that. Cause he's like, Hey, I'm God. Like, you know, right. <laughs> what you yeah. What right. can you do? You know what I'm saying? And, um, and I had to just rework my relationship with God, my trust with him. Um, you know, he, he really used a lot of other um, women around me that have been in that, in that situation to, to help walk me out of it. Mm-hmm. So that I came out clean, you know, yeah, but um, he he really used other ladies at my church, some of them had been through that situation and and the ones that knew me, they knew that I wasn't well,
1: mm.
3: yeah, and he 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 led them to tell me, you know, hey, you know, I know you're saying everything is fine, but but it's not, you know, and it's okay, you know we can help you, we can walk with you, we can pray with you. And and that's what it took. And you know, during that time I discovered wound prep in Jerry and I was kind of fighting it. I was like, I don't want to help you, Jerry.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry was, yeah,
3: but God told me that you go. I to- was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He really did <laughs> use Jerry to pull me out of that pl- and still is, because there's still times when I'm very close, mm-hmm. you know, and Jerry will see it, and she'll be like, okay, you know, come on out of the box. And so we fight back and forth with that, but he's still using her to do that, to get me to be more vocal about it. And so, I mean, stuff like this, I would have never done, ever. <laughs>
5: it's been <ever. in> <laughs> yes, yeah. a miracle in real life. Right. right. Now. right. 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 And I think, you know, um, your story is really important because I think a lot of people don't know that they have that support after going through a miscarriage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, um, you had a village as well that, you know, saw you spiritually and mentally and emotionally and were able to um, minister to you during that time, because that's, mm-hmm. that's difficult. Um, you know, no, no matter how old the the baby is, um, how long you're, you're, you've been carrying that child, that child becomes, you know, a right. part of you. Right. Um, and so, yeah, and I, that's why I asked that question, because I was like, you skimmed past that real quick. I was like, hold up. <laughs> that was intentional. No. Oh my God. Just,
3: you caught it, though. You caught it. I caught it. it.
5: <laughs> but the other one I want to talk about, and Tiffany put it in our chat, she said, you received the impartation. So please step us through that night. Like, was it an audible voice, or did you just hear it in your spirit? Like, Listen. what did it feel like? Was it like a thundering voice? receive this in part, like you know
3: (laughs) that's wild I don't even tell people that stuff because they be like girl what yeah so (laughs) it was a I'm gonna tell you everything about it it was a Wednesday morning okay my husband is a truck driver so he gets up really early in the morning oh wow and he likes me really early in the morning
5: okay (laughs) Okay. gotcha you
3: know a little bit of morning glory was happening (laughs) (laughs) and
1: I love this ah, a little
3: communion. <laughs> and so um oh, just I in goodness. I promise y'all, just in the middle of it, it was very I remember very still moments, and I just heard like and it was just the clearest voice, and it wasn't you know thunder and lightning and you know angels, huh? It wasn't that at all, but it just I just heard just the voice say you receive this impartation. And like I said, it caught me off guard till I kind of looked at my husband. And I really did say to him, "What? Like, why would you say that? You know, that's not cute right now. You know, we're <laughs> you know, communing, <laughs> communing. you're talking about receive the impartation. Like this ain't church, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I caught him off guard. He's like, I don't know what you mean, you know, but and but I realized that that was God, I had heard that voice before same voice that told me my husband was my husband. When I first saw him, like laid eyes on him. He said, that's your husband. Just like that. Uh Yeah. Uh And so it was a very, it was weird, but it wasn't like his voice was so familiar to me. It was just an odd time and an odd thing for me to hear. But, you know, I was familiar with his voice, so I knew it was God. Mm-hmm. But he really did. I promise y'all I'm not lying at all. He really did tell me you received this impartation and I got pregnant that morning, I swear. Wednesday morning, I'll never forget it. i never forget
0: it. <laughs> never that forget. is hilarious. Because I wouldn't even like, wait a minute. I know I didn't just hear that.
3: I did. That's how I looked at him. Really? <laughs> you know. <laughs> that ain't right bro you have to come again you know right <laughs> don't say
0: that well, I need for you to repeat that because yeah, well, you are right
5: about you i'm, <laughs> you I'm a little confused right right <laughs> wow well so, that's a pretty interesting
0: story but go ahead jerry yeah very interesting right so what i want to know is mm-hmm. uh so you, you you've got Solomon, Solomon is growing up, but you still have this desire for another baby. How is that?
3: That is um some days I'm like, okay, God, you know, we we can have another one if you say so, you know. And then some days I look at my son and he's like, hey mom, I'm gonna go throw some eggs on the the grill, y'all, I'ma cook this thing in the microwave, I'ma put some meat in the air fryer, and I'm like, go ahead, son, you know, and and it hits me, I'm like, you know, my son is growing up, and I am out of that, I have some hands-on mothering, you know what I'm saying, and so I keep thinking, well, Dave and I are, you know, we're still young enough to when he's grown, we can still travel and do all of the stuff. And so those days I'm like, okay, God, you know, you know what you were doing. You gave us one. You know, we're fine. And then there are days, though, when I'm like, I want a baby. (laughs) Yeah. And my husband will be like, it would be great to have a little small baby. And I'm like, yeah, we can have another baby. Yeah. And then there's some days he's like, girl, let's go to Virginia. You know, we can leave. <laughs> then, <you> know? <laughs> so we're both kind of like, God, you know, if you do wonderful, amazing, great. If you don't, you know, we can travel. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that sounds kind of bad to say. I don't know. It sounds a little bit selfish but when it I get like loud. At you all. Know? But we're, we're okay now. You know, back in the day, I was a complete mess because I was like, God, the years are rolling by. I'm getting older. I don't want my son to grow up alone. You know, blah, blah, blah. All of these selfish desires that I had for my child. I didn't want him to grow up as an only child. I had siblings. I had tons of cousins around. We all grew up together. My son is growing up by himself. And he's so grown because he's only been around adults, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So he's very intelligent for his age. You know, he understands things. And, you know, I don't know. I I look at him now and the Holy Spirit has shown me how, even though he grew up an only child, he's very well-rounded. You know what I mean? He he understands boundaries. So when he is with other kids and he's playing and having fun, when he's ready to go, he's like, okay, mom, we, we can go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we finished playing with the kids now, let's go back to our life, you know. Yeah, but he he's okay, and I didn't think that he would be, but the Holy Spirit is like, you know, this—he's a Kingdom kid, like he's fine, you know what I mean? That's good. Yeah. So it's it's better now that we're that we're older and more mature, um, but it, it it's been hard. There are days when it's been really hard.
5: I can only imagine, um, <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm imagining that it was harder at the when your your kid when your son was much younger, right? Right. Um, and like you mentioned, you were you had these desires for him to have a playmate, um, and so how did he become well rounded? Because you mentioned that he's well rounded. Um, because I know that there are some women out here that may just want the one kid and have the same concerns that you have that my kid is not going to be balanced
1: right so how did you
5: make sure that your your kid was balanced being the only child that's fine
1: um,
3: god really blessed us because um we we go to a church that has um a lot of younger children like so a lot of
1: families there and
3: um we're really close with People at our church because we've been there for so long. We know everybody. We've served in all these different ministries, and um, our children grew up together. You know, so we would have um, birthday parties and stuff like that. But I just tried to make sure that he that he understood. Friendship and that it was okay to open up to people. And, you know, he would meet all these different people. And I'd explain to him, you know, some people you're going to like a lot, you know, and then some people you probably don't want to deal with them a whole lot, you know. Um, but I tried to be as open with them as possible, even as a child. I like, you know, when you don't feel like playing anymore, you let mommy know and then we can go. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, outside of our church family, um, God blessed us again. My son's godmother she's an older lady. She's much older than we are, but she's always raised a lot of children. She would kind of get kids off the street and raise them, you know, and um, I just happened to meet her one day. I know that was a divine appointment, Um, When my son was nine months old. I met her for the first time and um, we clicked instantly. Wow! And so, yeah, God used her a lot because she started to keep him for us. Like I, I went back to work and she would babysit him and stuff like that. And she has a huge family and they are very loving family. So they're always together. She always has kids in her house and, you know, just random people. Um, and So her her niece had a set of twins and then had a daughter and all of them would kind of just be together all the time. So my son was always around children. Mm. Yeah, always around family and then our friends at church and um like i said we were just really open with him to let him know hey you know you're you're here in the house you're the only child here but we your family you know what i mean so we play with our son and we we do things with them and we take him out so he gets all these different experiences because i figured if he looks back when he's older and he says you know i was an only child but you know my parents and my family really stepped in and they were there you know and we would help him celebrate stuff things like that so um I think it's just important to make sure that even if they are, even if they are an only child, that they get those life experiences that they would get if they had siblings or not, you know. We just made sure that he still experienced all of those
0: things. Absolutely. That's, that's good. good, really that's smart. good. Y'all yeah, smart parent. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> not not all parents, you know, would think like that. And so right. that, that's really good that you created an atmosphere for him to be an only child, but for him to also understand the importance of friendship and relationship at the same time. Yeah. So that's really good.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
3: And it, that was all God. Cause you know, we would pray and we would ask him to teach us how to parent Solomon. We knew he was different from the very get go. God had already told us what his personality would be like. Oh wow. Um, yeah. And, and I can remember even when I was carrying him and I was praying for him one day, I was praying about his name. We didn't know what to name him. And um, and God was was showing me how our son wouldn't bow to peer pressure. I mean, he would all of that. He was like, you know, I'll make him what we would call stubborn. You know, it was like he would would make him strong willed, you know. And so we knew his personality type. And if you meet my son, you know he's like that. You can't convince him one way or the other. He has to make up his mind, even as a child. He would think about, we would tell him this is the right thing. And he would still go and think about it himself. And then he'd come back and be like, yeah, you're right. I think I'll oh, play yeah. a toy and not the green one, you know? Okay. Yeah, but God would show us, you know, that his personality was a certain way. And so he would teach us how to parent him, you know, as, as we went along, but that's all God.
5: That is awesome. Um, Shawanda, I know this is going to be a really weird question, but where are you from originally? I'm from South Carolina, I'm from a I small knew- town called Santi, I know We're ah, family girl. <laughs> family now. Get a minute. <laughs> my family's oh, yeah, from Pineville. Yeah. yeah. I have family oh, yeah, from Pineville, yeah, yeah. Russellville, Monk's Corner. I heard, I heard you heard, it. heard it. And I was like, I don't <laughs> know I, heard it when I hear it. So y'all, yep. I'm so sorry. I'm like so off topic right now. It's no, <laughs> okay. okay. It's all good. <laughs> I'm with my family when I hear it. Um, <laughs> So that's awesome. Um your testimony is definitely amazing. So, as you're going through this peaceful period and you mm-hmm. are you so is half of you preparing to be a parent or are you just kind of like, you know what, your will be done, God?
3: Um I'm leaning more towards oh. your will be done. Um however, there are times when I am convicted about that because I have a lot of people that are praying
5: for, for me.
3: Yeah. They're praying for us to have more children. Um, they'll give me things like I have clothes, baby clothes in my closet. Wow. Yeah. With tags on them. You know, I have a friend that gave me a baby's bathtub or bottle warmer. She would go to the store and just buy stuff and give it to me. And I'm like, God, if you're having these people have this much faith for me, should I just be sitting here going God? Well, whatever, you know, <laughs> Because I'm like that a lot. I'm like, God, oh, whatever you want to do is fine. But then, you know, it's like the times when I start to fall away from wanting another child, because it kind of comes in waves, you know, we'll be fine for a while. And then I'm like, oh, God, I really want one, you know. But the time when I'm starting to kind of be okay with not having one, it's like he'll remind me all <laughs> over again, you know, like you, this is for you, you know. And so I take that as him saying that it will happen because he won't let me not believe for it. Like mm-hmm. I'll try to be like, oh, it'll be fine. And then he'll send somebody like, oh, I saw this beautiful dress in the store. And I'm like, why would you buy me a baby dress? Like, you know, our son is 13, you know? <laughs> like, why would you do that? So wrong. You know what I mean? A whole yeah. boy. Like, why would you bring me baby clothes? But, and, and it'll just happen. I was in the store and I saw something in this, or someone will say something to me about a baby name, or you know, or they'll just simply say something like, "Oh, you know, we were praying, and God put you on my mind, and no I just way. want to tell you to stay, yeah. you know, stay in the fight, hang in there." And I'm like, "Where that came from, God?" I <laughs> yeah. And then for the next week, I'm like, "Okay, God, I would love to have a baby."
5: You know what I'm saying?
3: I go, "I would love to." It just it comes and goes.
5: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense. I totally get yeah. it. Just. <laughs>
0: yeah. It be like that. Like, let's, yeah. just, let's just be real. We're going to be real on this broadcast. Right. It would be like that. Sometimes you're like, okay, I can dig it. I can wait. I can have faith. And then other times you're like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Right. you know what? I'm good on all it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, that's good. That, that was actually going to be my question, too, how you're navigating your faith. Um, while you're still in this process, mm-hmm. so, yeah.
3: yeah, it's 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 uh, hit and miss with that. If I can be honest,
0: That's
5: <laughs> yeah. real, that is one hundred percent real.
3: Yeah, I deal I deal with a lot better now than I did in the past, but I think that just comes with time, you know, and with with healing, mm-hmm. you know, it gets easier. You still deal with it, but it gets easier to deal with as time goes on. So.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thank You're welcome. You. I know it took a lot out of you to be on this stage today, mm-hmm. but there's there's gonna be more. So just <laughs> be it. Mm-hmm.
3: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
5: <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Wow, that was so awesome! Wow,
0: <laughs> like some of that stuff I knew because she's been with Womb for a while, yeah. but some stuff I didn't know, and I'm just like, Well, dang, God,
5: this is an impartation for me. Sure.
0: <laughs> It's not even the words, it's like the timing of these words. Yeah. You could have told me before we before, started. Right. <laughs> we in the middle of it. <laughs> right. Like we we literally in the thick of this thing and you come in my ear. Just, that would mess with me for right. a really long time. But that
5: lets you know how much God loves married sex. And and that that God, you know that God is in fact
0: <laughs> so if it's
5: not in order, He sees that stuff.
0: Yes, so that's, that's, that's a different thing. We're not even gonna go there we right now. <laughs> different thing. We're gonna have to do a marriage and relationship podcast one day. Yes, <laughs> that's so, totally yeah, sure. so that was really good. Her story is so inspiring to me yes. because it just shows that God really is faithful, even when the doctors say you know it's never gonna happen god mm-hmm. is like but, but i trained the doctor so there's that you know that's it. So that's really <laughs> inspiring. god is mm-hmm. like i gave them intelligence so they can't tell me what i can do exactly um, i mean and that's just what it is so that's really inspiring so i love that next we are going to bring on tiffany dillard miss
5: tiffany hello love hello oh, yeah.
1: How you doing? Looking
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Doing, doing good.
1: Doing. I can't, doing can't
0: good. complain. Doing good. That's good. So can you tell us a about your story?
2: Yes. Yeah, so I'm a mom in waiting. So I've never um had been pregnant, miscarriage, none of that. Um when I was 19 in my first um, marriage says I've been married twice. So this has been my second marriage. So in my first marriage, um, I had um, in the middle of, a deliverance service. Um, I had one of the ladies come to me and she told me that, you know, she was you no know, prophesying to me. And she told me that I was going to have a little girl. And at that time, you know, being a like kind of, well, I was a newlywed at the time. So I was just like, okay, you know, I was excited because, you know, I was wanting at the time to have a baby. I was ready for that stage in our marriage. And, but she kept telling me, you know, she told me all about how the baby was going to look, what she's going to smell like. I mean, everything she described my daughter to the t. And then the last thing that she said, you know, of course, was that the man that I'm with now would not be her father. So I was like, okay, um, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and how, like, how dare you at this point? Like, how dare you come to me and get me all hyped up, gas me up. Like, literally, I, I'm over here, like, crying, crying. All uh, full blown speaking in tongues, like just receiving it, Lord. I'm receiving it, and then for her to tell me that. Well, not even a, a year to two years later, me and my um first husband we end up getting a divorce, so that made me think, like, okay, well, who is this man? Like, who am I? You know, who is this person that's going to be coming into my life? So for a while or whatever, I didn't even think about even wanting to get pregnant. It wasn't a big deal to me about me getting pregnant at all. Um, I was at a point to where I didn't even want kids. I didn't want to babysit nobody's children. I didn't want to have anything to do with anybody's children. So, you know, it was just like, OK, you know, it is what it is. And then in 2005, uh well 2004 2005 I met my husband Mike now that I'm married to now. And of course, you know what I'm saying, we had our friendship or whatever in the beginning of our relationship it really wasn't we wasn't even in the intent to get married. You know, I was just like, you know, what I did that again? I did that before. I'm not really interested in doing it again. We can just shack up, we can just live together and we'll see how this thing go. And of course, you know, my mom kept saying, you know, Y'all need to get married, this and the other. And I'm like, look, you know, I'm going to go ahead and try this thing out before I buy it. I'm going to try before I buy it. And, of course, you know what I'm saying? We lived together, whatever. And then eventually, of course, he had proposed. And then in 2007, we end up getting married. Um, Before... Um, we had got married, you know what I'm saying? Of course he was, you know, not too long had came out of a previous relationship. So he had a, a newborn, uh, he had a son, which, you know, I've raised him since he was five months old, five to six months old. And then my husband has two, um, two other sons. So I have three bonus sons. And so during that time, you know, of course I'm loving them and I'm loving these, you know, these children because I myself come from a blended family so of course I know what it is to you know be a stepchild and have all of you know go through all of that but it was just like okay but God where's my child you know you said that I was gonna have a child you know I would have dreams about her they were very vivid I knew I was having a, you know, a girl. My mom had even, you know, shared a vision with me that she was like, you know, I seen you laying in a bed under a pink blanket with the baby. She was like, I don't know if you carried the baby or not, but I know that the baby was yours. So for, for the longest, you know what I'm saying? I was kind of partially showing up for my sons because I was just like, you know, I want my own child. Like, where's my child? You know, I want my baby, you know, I'm married now. And then Then I started thinking, well, is this not the right husband? Like, did I put myself, you know, am I back in a marriage again that I'm not supposed to be in? So it was a lot of the waiting game. And so I was just like, okay, what what's going on? Then there would be times where I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I don't want no child. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? They are they're there, you know, my husband's children so they're either here at times they're not here i'm good i can still do what i want to do i don't have to be boggled down with trying to pack up no child get no children together they here on the weekends they go home that's between them and their mothers so my husband started talking about like you know us having a child because i had told him about the prophecy But, you know, when I tell people about it, they be looking at me like, oh, okay, that's nice. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of like, is she crazy? Like, you know, what's wrong with her? You know? And because people were like, well, you know, you're going to have any kids? Yeah, I'm going to have a daughter. And, you know, I tell them, you know, her name. And the name, her name is Tiana. And I've had that name since I was 14. Wow. So... That name has always stuck with me. But anytime somebody would ask me, when I, you know, like Tiffany, how many kids you want to have, I always said I want three boys. Wow! And I'm like, I don't, you know, they like, don't want a girl? I'm like, no, it's enough girls in my family. I want a boy. You know, I want boys. And so I always said I wanted three boys. And my three boys, of course, because I would felt like at the time I was head over heels with my first husband, I'm like, we're going to have three boys. One's going to be named after him. You know, I just had everything planned out. I literally, y'all, had a whole notebook of my entire family, what our marriage colors were going to be like, what our songs were going to be like. Like, I was that girl. Wow. But I had it all planned out. So when me and my husband get together, he's like, you know, okay. He 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 took the prophecy as his own, like he didn't question it or like, you know, well, I don't know about that. Well, what if I want another boy? He was so like on it, like, okay, we're going to have a little girl. And then he was like, well, okay, you just giving me a first name. What are her middle names going to be? And then later down the line, his aunt passed and my niece passed. My um, niece ended up getting killed by a drunk driver and then his aunt ended up passing away from breast cancer. So her middle names is going to be. Um, so basically, her full name is Tiana Janae Irene Dillard. All right, Janae. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and so when I told him about the prophecy, he just like I said, he just took it on. He didn't like. He was like, "Okay, are you sure?" Like, and but the one thing that I did ask God was, I was like, "I want you to confirm the prophecy with him, because I don't want him to believe." the prophecy because I believed it because what if something happens to where we get pregnant and it's a boy. And then he's thinking, well, you said we was going to have a girl. So I wanted him to take the prophecy fully on as his own. And so one night he dreamed and um, he told me, he was like, I seen our daughter. And I said, what does she look like? Because that was one thing I did not tell him. I didn't share with him her description. And he Described her to the T. He described her hair, what she looked like, how, you know, her face, you know, her, her chunky cheeks. He described everything to me. And I started tearing up and I was like, That's our baby. And he was like, I know. And so for a long while, you know what I'm saying? That was our goal. We're trying to get pregnant. We're trying to get pregnant. We're trying to get pregnant. And then it kind of took on a twist of, of covening. I started coveting trying to be pregnant because I kept seeing my sons with their mothers and I wanted that. And then I felt like, you know, in a sense of envy and jealousy, because I was just like, you know, well, I'm the wife. I should be a mother just like them, you know. And so in this part now, it's like we are going through a healing journey. So. For the longest, we were going through the process of trying to get pregnant, trying to get pregnant, and it was just like, okay, what's going on? Well, one of my friends was like, well, why don't you just go see an infertility doctor just to kind of check everything to make sure everything is straight? You know what I'm saying? You know, she was like, remember when I, um, when I had when I went through the process with my son? She was like, I went and got my fallopian tubes checked, and you know, the they cleared out the little mucus and everything in my tubes. And she ended up getting pregnant. So she was like, won't you do that? And so I had put it off for a long time. And I was like, she was like, just go ahead and do it. It's not like, you know, something's wrong. She was like, because she was like, are your peers regular? And I'm like, yeah, everything comes on clockwork. It's it's, it's never been an issue. And so I went and had the um, test done or whatever. I think it's the um, HSG uh S- HSG um test I did that the test from the yeah, devil yeah that is the straight devil. What?
0: The devil the HSG test have you had it Alicia no I've never had that one so yeah, that let's, is horrible. let's just pause right here and talk yeah, about you, this is, talk about this because this is new for me <laughs> yeah. so I can't pronounce what it stands for but it's a HSG test and it's it's a fertility test to see if your tubes are open yeah so what they do is they put a catheter in your uterus or in your tubes and they shoot iodine in it
5: yes it hurts I don't have <laughs> no pearls <laughs> to clutch but if i did <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen yeah. i had one a few years ago yeah. and the tech looked at me and i was like ah.
1: No. And then she was
0: such a sweet white lady. She was like, "You're okay. You're <laughs> okay."
1: I was like, "I hey, am okay? not okay. Not <laughs> okay." <laughs> That's negative. This is not okay. This
0: is not okay. So yeah, the HSG says is straight from the enemy, enemy's camp. Mm-hmm. It's I understand why we need it to see what's going on. Yes. So Takiya said it's a hysterose. We just don't show that you
2: know she gonna give the full name.
1: <laughs>
5: Thank you, <Takesha>. That's <laughs> That's what it's Thank you, Takisha. Yeah. 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 That thing is the test to outline the internal shape of the uterus and show whether the fallupi- fallopian tubes are blocked. An HSG, a thin tube is threaded through the vagina and the... Sur- what the world?
1: A substance known as contrast material
5: is injected
1: into the uterus. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes. Horrible.
5: I was not ready. Wow. Horrible. God.
0: That was the most traumatic doctor visit that I had in all my life and then me I didn't know it was gonna be traumatic and so I scheduled it in the middle of my work day on my lunch break oh no
5: oh bless your
0: heart and so after the test they're like yeah you may you may spot or you may bleed so get you some pads so I was at work like you gotta be kidding me this cannot be my life
1: Mm-mm.
0: and then I yeah. told my husband he was like are you okay I was like, yes, I'm fine now, but child, it's it's painful. Like if if your doctor tells you you have a you have to have an HSG test, just prepare yourself to just
5: take
1: the day off. Yeah, <laughs> the, the whole day. day off. Yeah,
2: that's what my doctor told me to do. She said take the day off, and then she told me to like take like four like ibuprofen or leaves before I came, which I
0: did.
5: Shout out to the doctor who knew what was
0: up. (laughs) They just scheduled the appointment. And I was looking
5: like, well, what is this? Mm -mm. Y'all can have all of that. (laughs) Spare me. (laughs) Right.
0: But yeah, go ahead, Tiffany. I just had to do a commercial break about (laughs) how. I needed to know what
1: that was.
2: Message. Okay. So, um, so when I had had the um that procedure done, it came back that my fallopian tubes were open. So I'm like, okay, I'm good. But she said I see something in your uterus. So I'm like, okay, here we go. And so she was like, I want to do um a more 3D imaging on your uterus to see what's in your uterus. So of course, I end up stalling for a minute before I had that procedure. Because I was just like, I, I don't want no bad news. You know, I don't want to have to, I don't want no bad news. Because in my mind, IVF, none of that was an option for me. Because guy, you said I was going to have a daughter. Mm-hmm. And too many people have prophesied into me and said, Well, I've seen you with well, your pregnant, you all baby, and you know, I've seen you this and I've seen you like this and in dreams and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, So, no other option is an option for me adoption, none of that. I wasn't looking into none of that. I, I gave no option for anything other than me having my child naturally, and so. I put off the procedure and put off the procedure. And then finally, you know, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm a, i am I have to get it done. You know, I have to face the fear and I just have to get it done. So I end up going in and getting um, a 3d imaging done to where they go in. And they kind of like, you know, it gives them more, a more of a volume of imaging when it comes to my uterus. So when she went in, she said, I see like, um, uh, she was seeing like a fibroid when it comes to my uterus. When she went in, she said, "I see." She's seen a um the fibroid, and so she was like, you know, okay. She said, "You have a fibroid in there." She said, "But it's like one centimeter," and so she was like, "I'm not going to do anything to it." She said because it's just in your um in your tissue. She said, "But I will monitor when you come in and do your um yearlies and your annual Pap smears and things like that." She said, but what I do see is a polyp. And I'm like, okay, you see a polyp. And she said, yeah, I see a polyp, but it's sitting right in your uterus cavity. And so, you know, me, I mean, just to be frank, um, I was kind of a little foreign about the things that were going on inside of my uterus. So I'm like, uterus cavity, like, hold on, I need an image. Like, you got to show me what's <laughs> going on inside of Because I'm thinking like, shoot, I deal with the outer part. I don't know what's all up in there. So right. I'm like, you know, and she started laughing. And I'm like, she said, but I'm glad that you're transparent because a lot of women come in my office and make it seem like they know just everything about their body. And I'm like, no, I didn't. You know, I was the woman that went and I'm like, it is this mucus that's coming around and not to you know tmi you know but it was like it's this mucus that's coming around and, and coming out of me and i have sinus drainage and is that what that is and she was like girl that is part of your ovulation process and i was like oh that's what that she said yeah it helped the sperm swim a little bit no. it's like a slip and slide she said "Your your." vagina your uterus turns into a slip and slide so I said okay slip and slide you know (laughs) you know what I'm saying so I was like tell me because I didn't know because like I said I never had to experience anything to where my uterus is active other than having a period we ain't get that far for me to know all this stuff you know what I'm saying so when she so I end up having to have a surgery pertaining to um I end up having to have a surgery to remove the polyps and where she said the polyps were, she was like, you know, it's just sitting in the uterus cavity, but she didn't kind of know exactly where they were positioned. She said, but where they are, it's just like they're sitting in, it's one. She said, it's one sitting in your uterus cavity. So I was like, okay, so I end up, calling again because i'm like i don't like to be in anesthesia what if i don't wake up what is this what's this i'm worried about all this so my husband was like babe you gotta do the surgery we Uh you done came this far you done did these two procedures let's get this done because we're trying to have a baby Mm -hmm. so um when i talked to him the first doctor when she kept telling me that the pollen was in my uterus cavity and she showed me the picture, I said, Oh, it seems as to me as I have a natural IUD. And she was like, well, and I'm like, no, the word you're showing me, you said that where it's positioned, the egg and the sperm cannot meet because it's literally sitting in my uterus cavity to where nothing will be able to go around it. It's sitting there. And I said, so to me, that's a natural IUD. And so she was like, you know, well, so I told him, I said, well, you know, I'm going to have my baby. So, you know, we're going to get this done. And but I could just pick up on a spirit with the lady was like she really didn't want to because I'm in here like really talking God. And she was just Mm -hmm. like. "Ah." And so something happened to where she couldn't do my no when i scheduled my surgery every time i would schedule her she would be too far out and i was trying to get it done so i end up scheduling with another doctor so i end up going in and scheduling a doctor i had never met the doctor for any type of had any pre-op because they didn't have me do pre-op with her since i had already did pre-op with the other doctor and so when i go in for the surgery or whatever she leans over to me and she was like can i pray with you and no. I'm like, Come on, sure, dude. like, and I'm looking like, baby, why is you whispering? Yes, <laughs> right? you know, I'm sure can, girl, yes, pray, y'all gonna put me under some anesthesia too. No. Y'all need to pray because I need to wake up like fully functional. <laughs> waking up because I've only had two surgeries in my life, and this was the second one. Wow. And so we, you know, she prayed. We went into the procedure as I'm waking up. She's telling my husband, yes, we had to remove two polyps out of her uterus. So I come out like two polyps. And she was like, yeah. She said the second polyp was right behind. I, She said exactly behind the first polyp. She said your uterus was clogged. So no, no action she said what she was like you wasn't hurting or cramping really bad or you know just really going through bad periods and I'm like no it'll just go from the normal period heavy medium light I have the cramps one minute I'll have cramps I might not it was nothing abnormal and she was like well how do you know how long this has been in your body and I'm like no you know I was younger, girl. Well, I wasn't worried about no insurance coming out of my check to be checking this. You know, I wasn't even trying to have no children at one point in time. I am trying to keep my coins, I was trying to get no deductions. Now I'm in a situation where I want to have a child. And she was like, okay, so then that one, that t- I took that question like, how long has this been in your body? And I'm like, and then she said, well, do you got your paps? I said, yeah, I do all of that yearly. You know, I've always did that. And she was like, I don't, I don't know why you had no signs of anything. She said, because these polyps should have caused you problems. Like you should have had some problems and I didn't. I said, everything's been normal. And so that made me take that question to God. Like God, how long have these polyps been my body? How long has I been carrying around a natural IUD? And he basically explained to me, he said, that's been in your body since your first marriage. Because when I gave you the prophecy, I knew that if I did not clog up your wound, you was gonna try to see with your first husband. And that's not where your seat was gonna come from. Wow. So I would have been out of order. So he was like, so because of, I knew your heart, I fixed the problem. So I made it to where you would not have gotten pregnant. Until it was time for you to get pregnant So when she we she did a You know when she took out everything Coming out of the anesthesia we're talking We're having the conversation You know her first, her words Which was so prophetic to me was The womb is open It's hey. time to make the baby She was like your womb is open She said your wow. womb is open for business That's what she said your womb is open for business wow. So of course After that time I'm like Okay, we finna go. We finna get busy. You know what I'm saying? We finna have <laughs> this morning glory, and, glory.
1: <laughs>
2: and 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 then it and that's what it was. And then it was just like, but God. You know, you know how your grandma, your grandma and them, your mom and them, get this, get this vitamin. Put your legs up in the air. Do this, do that. <laughs> doing all kind of stuff. Just laying on the side of the bed, and I'm doing everything. Right? <laughs> Looking foolish, like you know, they to get you some SS tonic. You know, take all this. <laughs> this thing. We in here just really doing stuff, and <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, God, the the you know, the womb is open. My fallopian tubes is good. My peers are regular. I'm ovulating. Like what, what's going on? And then it was just like, God was like, well, I'm not giving you a child. You And I kept saying, well, God, I'm tired of taking care of everybody. I'm tired of taking care of other people's children. I want my own child. Why I got to keep being a, a mother to somebody else's children? I'm not appreciated. Don't nobody appreciate me. Nobody acknowledge me. You know, I, I'm just just out here. just. I felt at the point being used because nobody's acknowledging me. Nobody's appreciating what I'm doing. Nobody's seeing what I'm doing, sewing into in their children. You know, all I keep getting is a whole bunch of backlash because folks in their feelings. Mm. And so I said, I'm tired of that. And he was just like, you know, no. And I kept saying, well, I'm not a mother. I want to be a mother. And he said, you are a mother. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I want to be a mother. And he was like, you are a mother. He said, until you can be a mother to the three sons that I've given you, how am I, I'm not going to give you a child. You got to learn how to be a mother to them. And I'm like, well, they have mothers. And he was like, they do. But I've put something in you that their mothers will never give them. Mm. So, until you be a mother to them i'm not going to release your child so i had to learn how to be a mother to my children and mind you the baby i've been in his life since he was five months old he doesn't know anyone other than me so i've always been mama to him but it was still a journey because i was just like i want to be able to experience what they felt because I just felt like at times when they needed their mom, I wasn't gonna be the one they called on. They were gonna go to their mom. And then I've poured all into these children and then they just pull away from me. And I just didn't want all of that. But in our reality, there was a lot of healing that had to go on too. And that's where God took me. And that's where we are now. We're on a healing journey. Because, you know, we, me and my husband have been married. We'll be married for 15 years in October of this year.
5: Congratulations. And so
2: people are like, y'all ain't got no kids yet. Wow. Uh, Y'all don't want no kids. Or, you know, I'm a grandmother. (laughs) My two oldest have children, so I'm a grandmother. And so I've even got the comments, well, how in the world is you a grandmother before you a mother? And so... It's been a lot of, well, I don't know if you're going to have kids. And then I always have to reference back to Sarah because I'm like, well, God, I don't want us to be too old. And he was like, no matter the age, I'm still going to sustain you. You're going to be able to enjoy your child. So I'm just really at a point now where I'm just waiting. I hold on to the promise. And even when people have, have come to us and prophesied something different, I've had people come and prophesy and tell us. Well, you know, I had a dream. You, y'all you had a boy. And or I had a dream. You know, I seen that you had a boy. Wow. And at first I was just like, well, God, are you telling me I had <laughs> twins? But God right. <laughs> basically gave me the revelation like, no, that's the enemy trying to um, destroy and twist up what I told you. So right. th- because it didn't it, I didn't receive it as if we were having twins. It really brought confusion to my mind.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like,
2: but well, God, you said we were having a girl. You said, and it start making me confused mm-hmm. because they were not prophets. They were not telling me that we were having two kids. They were telling me that my child was going to be a boy.
1: Hmm.
2: And so I'm like, but that's not what you said, God. And so I had to start praying against that and really um, shutting that down to where we're not receiving. We know what God said. So once I shut that down, I haven't, you know, no one has came and told us anything pertaining to what God said, which is a girl. So I'm a mother that's in waiting. And I say I'm a mother that's in waiting because it's like now I say I'm going to be a mom again, because at first I was just waiting to be a mom. Right. Now I'm waiting to be a mom
5: again, again. Yeah. so what was that adjustment after you received and finally held on to the word of god telling you that you're already a mom and that you needed to be a mom to your um three sons what first of all god came through on your request it may not have shown up the way that you wanted it to. right through with them three boys um so how has that transition been for you to shift from okay i'm just going to be stepmom to now I'm going to operate as mom but even but not overstep their moms. How does that look for you?
2: Because at each point of my ch- my son's life they had to come stay with us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And they wasn't here just like for a weekend. They were here for months. Mm-hmm. And so at that time that gave me a real true picture of their relationship with their mothers. Mm-hmm and it helped me to see where i was needed and not to say that i could you know take their place but it was like it was at some point in time me and my sons were here by themselves mm-hmm. like the baby boy of course i al- i already have my bond with him it right. was more of the two oldest ones that i had to build a bond with and the middle son you know like I'm, the middle, my oldest son and my middle son, I met them both at the age of eight. Oh
1: wow! So
2: they're like a a year apart, Um a year, no, yeah, a year or two years apart. Two years yeah, they're two years apart. Thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so. And you know what I'm saying I had I met them when they were younger. The middle son, uh, the middle son I didn't really get to have that relationship with him because of the circumstances at, at bay in that situation, but mm-hmm. the oldest one I did. I got to, you know, have those hit and miss relationships with him. It wasn't as much as the baby boy because, you know what I'm saying, we would get him every now and then. So when they actually came to live with us was the time that I got to actually Build those bonds and those relationships with and God started revealing to me where I was supposed to be placed in their lives and they would gravitate to me. It was, you know, they were the ones like my the baby boy, He his mother's word for me was baby. <laughs> because when he was younger, he would always hear my husband, baby, baby, baby. So he would call me baby. And he called oh, me baby. <laughs>
1: like,
2: baby, that was I was his baby. That was his mother's word, his mother word for me. Aww. And then the older ones, they just straight out the gate, ma. <laughs> and it took me off guard because I was just like, what you say? Ma, you do this, ma, ma. And it was just literally like okay. Like looking at me, like, what are you so shocked for? You're like, you're our mother. What are you talking about? Right, right. And, they, they, and they loved me as such. So it was like, it was things that they were expecting from me that they knew they wouldn't get from their mom. And they expected me to show up in those ways. Yeah, And that's what transitioned me from being a Stepmom to a mom because I saw myself in them because that's how I grew up. My stepmom came into my life when I was four years old, and she's always been that mama that she's she's my mom. She's my second mom. Like when I shout mm-hmm. her out, it's second mom because that's who she is. Mm-hmm. And I start seeing me in them, and you know, and God started highlighting me like you can't shun them away. Like you are them. You are that child. You know what it is for somebody to come in your life and stand boldly as your mother, and she did. Like I'm the I'm the mom that I go toe to toe with their mamas over there. Wow. <laughs> and I tell them, I, wait a minute, don't don't play with my child, as <laughs> if they are not the ones that bore them. You know, I will. I let them know in a minute. Don't don't come for my child. I come for you over my child, like so seriously. Mm-hmm. And so that trend that time that God gave me with them, and it was a time to where like when I say he gave me that time with them, their dad was not here. So it wasn't like me, you know, being in connection with them, with their dad. No, he literally would have me here with them and it just be them and I. And that's what really helped kind of broke that that barrier when it comes to, you know, my boys.
5: Wow. wow, that is that's a supernatural story, and it's Um Jerry. I don't know if you had any questions because I know I had a, quite a yeah, few. Wow,
1: like
0: <laughs> I was out here a whole mama, whole mama,
1: <laughs>
5: the yeah. whole
0: time, yeah, for years, the whole time. and I it's just so encouraging because that that's how um uh, that's how god is though like we'll be asking for stuff asking for stuff guys like you already got that why are you still why are you still worried about it why are you still asking for it i've already answered that prayer i've already right. released that into your hands all you got to do right. Is accept
1: it. Bye. right
2: and the amazing thing like, is that they're waiting for her like
1: Oh, just as yes. I'm thinking about like,
2: they have taken on the whole prophecy, so it's like they're waiting for their sister, oh, they can't wait for her to get here, and mm-hmm. I can't wait for them for her to get here too, because they literally don't know that they're my village. Like I'm so glad my two um I I well let me just say it like this. I wish my oldest sons would have had them had their children, you know, kind of more at a more established time in their lives, but I am thankful that they are getting this practice and hands-on with being fathers, because then when their sister comes along, it's like,
1: ooh,
2: uh, come, come get your sister. <laughs> you know? And they're ready. And then, like, the baby boy, he's ready because he's like, I'm ready to be a big brother because he's the baby on both sides. He's a baby on our side and he's the baby on his mom's side. So he's ready to be the big brother, like, have somebody underneath him, you know. And so they, everybody's, you know, expecting for her, and that's the thing that I love about my family is that we're all expecting. It's not just me and my husband; like everybody is.
5: Yay! I love that. Um, so as you are navigating, so your expectation, because I know we all have expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And so I know that you're like, okay, God, I've I reached this this level. I'm doing the mothering thing. I'm doing what you expect me to do, um, and I think you've kind of made mention of it, you know, during your 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 path where you were like, okay, we got married. My fallopian tubes are free. The womb is cleansed. Like we we done gone through all this. What is your expectation now, as far as your faith is concerned, with what God is going to do concerning your your daughter?
2: So my faith and my expectation with you know, with God, when it comes to Tiana is very high. I'm just waiting for, and you know, my time. I told Jerry earlier, it's like, I'm just sitting in the waiting room, just waiting for my number to come up mm-hmm. Um because I know that she's coming. I don't doubt that, you know, and me and my husband, we talk about her, you know, we'll see something like on Facebook or see something, some child do something. And i will be like, what if Tiana did that? And, <laughs> you know, he'd be like, you know what, you know, and we talk about her, we, we talk about her like she's a real person. She's already here um, within the spirit. We just, you know, we just need to touch her. Um, and we've had people give us stuff. You know, I have a whole crib. I have all kinds of stuff in there. My, my cousin, when she got pregnant with my baby cousin, she would literally was here her whole pregnancy. So I got to experience her pregnancy with her. And every day she be like, this is what's gonna happen. You're gonna go through this, you're gonna go through that. And then some stuff I'd be like, that's gross. I do not wanna wait it like you, you're sharing too much. Like you're it's a sharing boundary, you're sharing a little bit too much. It's a sharing and boundary. She's like,
1: funny.
2: yeah, she was like, You need to know because this gonna happen and that gonna happen. And you know, I've already told her that when I get pregnant, I am gonna come to live with her because I was her eating partner. I was a cooking part. I was her cook. You know, it was all kind of things, but it was good to have her here because it just let me know that it was possible because my cousin experienced a miscarriage. And then a little bit after that miscarriage, she ended up having my baby cousin Emery. So I've seen, you know, the struggle that she went through and then we were kind of both like on this journey. So it was just like me congratulating her and cheering for her. But everything that she has, she passed down to me. Here, take this, you get this, you get that. Um, I've you know, bought some faith stuff for my daughter. And I just recently bought some faith items for my my husband because I had like a shirt made for her um for when we come out of the hospital for me and her, and you know, some things that I've bought, and then my cousins have passed down some things to me, and like here, you know, this is for the baby. So we're preparing for her you know, as she comes. Now, there were times with my face journey, I was just like, God, this ain't going to never happen. And then there were times, you know, when my husband and I were, you know, we're having, you know, we were, we were, I mean, we're healing, you know, so, you know, we had to go through our little ups and downs. And I'm like, you know what? We good with the three. We don't need no more. But- it was just times to where I would just like, no, you know what I'm saying? I would hear my husband, you know, say, you know, I, when he'll talk to his friends, he'd be like, yeah, I want my wife, to, you know, I want us to have a baby because, you know, she deserves to have a child. Like, I don't want her just, you know, it just be my kids, you know, I know she loves my kids, but I want us to have something, you know, her to have something of her own. And it wasn't more like for him sometimes, it'd just be like for me, but my faith now i'm just expecting i'm just waiting and not waiting to where like i'm frustrated waiting i'm just like okay you know it's and when it's my time it's my time you know and like i just told my village like but when it's my time just be ready they be like when y'all just be ready you know when i call you and say the announcement is on facebook because it will be on facebook it's going to be extra it's going to be real elaborate um but yeah. i'm just going everybody and I might do a live and be like village you know who you are get ready like yeah. hands
1: <laughs> I need
2: the I need express moms to be on deck so when I'm up at night I need somebody that I can call I need you know I need everybody on deck so but I'm just waiting like I said I'm just in the waiting room I'm just waiting for my numbers to come up I'm just waiting
5: yes I love it I love all of it and you know we'll be on deck. The village is ready. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm ready to really spoil is. her
0: even more.
5: Ready. She's gonna be spoiled. Spoiled. Yes. I love it. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I don't
0: have any I more think. questions,
5: Jerry. Did you have anything else?
0: I don't. I'm. I'm just excited now. Me too. Like, I'm just really, real excited. Cause when you call me, I'm like let's go we need to go to children's place we need to go to walmart we need to hit up the baby sections i'm
1: ready i'm ready she's
2: gonna be the baby she's gonna be the baby on in on all sides of the family
1: (laughs) she's gonna be be literally
2: baby like everybody has had their children and everybody's like we're not having no more so they looking at me like literally on my in-laws and you know on all All my families, my my bonus mom, my family, my husband's family, my dad's side, she's gonna be the baby all across the board. So they
1: are ready. Everybody's ready. ready. This is gonna be wonderful. I love it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, y'all
2: welcome. Y'all welcome.
0: Yes. Oh, and Shawanda says she will be sending gifts from South Carolina. South Carolina,
5: yes.
0: Come on through South Carolina. <laughs> Come on, South Carolina. Yes, yes. Thanks so much,
2: Tiffany. Oh, you're welcome.
0: All right. Wow. That was so encouraging. That was. Uh, oh my gosh. That just made me out my
5: made my heart feel really good though. Right. I'm actually waiting for everybody to have these baby showers. Like when we gonna start just having random baby showers.
0: Man, listen, these baby showers are about to be so elaborate.
5: Okay, over the top, especially if Brittany is uh decorating all. Oh, you them. know, Britney doing all the baby showers. Oh, you you know. know. <laughs> Listen, can't nobody else do
0: our baby showers, amen. Do it.
1: Straight
0: back. Nice. Speaking of Britney, <laughs> let's bring sis on so she can tell us about this, about this, um,
5: miracle healing
0: miracle healing. Brittany said I'm yeah. first, the most elaborate. Let's get it. Yes. Oh, hello, okay. Let's Let's it. Oh, my girl. You go put go
5: on, go? on a hat. Okay. She was like, I'm going to go get cute. I was like, you, Real you, quick, you got my resilience on. on. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hello, my love. Hello, girl.
4: How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I didn't know. I was getting ready to share my story. I had to get myself together and, and not cry because I was like, God. <laughs> Wait. Why we crying? What What's going on? Um, y'all. Th- to be honest, these these dreams of mine. So I okay. Before I get into my story, let me tell you something. So, in this apartment that I'm in, we moved in in November. Y'all, I didn't have any of the requirements to even be approved to be in here. And mm. it's by the grace of God that I I'm here with my husband and everything. I'm a newlywed of two months right now. And, and so this was the funny thing. So I do prophetic paintings and everything. And so there's a bag that I keep all my paints in and I can have my studio I'm gonna have all my paints separated by Crayola colors. Okay. And yes. so um I went in my paint bag not too long ago before Uh, sitting down right here and I found something that was in this bag um, from a baby shower three years ago. Um, And so these were party favors. I was actually going, I I didn't do this baby shower. I was actually going to it. And um, there were these party favors that everybody got in their bag. Everybody got one, but my bag had two. Oh wow! And so um, I have kept them ever since, and so when I found them in my paint bag, it just kind of teared me up for a second. Um, because sometimes I have moments where <laughs> yes. I have doubt, or I have moments where I'm like, no, nah, no, nah. I'm like, no, nah, maybe I am gonna be a twin mom, maybe not. So I got to get into my story, so y'all can know where this came from, because a lot of people are like, "What you mean a twin mom? What is all this about?" So. Uh, did y'all have anything to say before I even?
0: No, I just <laughs> I, I'm mad because I'm not at your apartment because I could have been made up like you today. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, yeah, right, you know, I would have hooked you up I with some type of rose, way that I'm rose, not made
0: rose, up with the eyeshadow. Pink eye, you know, other than that, no, I don't have anything to say. Um, Tiffany <laughs> said that she's gonna fly you out for her baby shower, so just
1: yeah,
0: fucking yes. hook
1: it up. Yes,
0: yes, y'all but know. No, go ahead. I want to hear this story
4: yes me too. okay all right so let's just let's just get into it like how how did i even end up in womb prep how did i even get here so of course each of us really? have a story that come from the basis of overcoming battling being victorious over infertility mm-hmm. and everything so um the way that i got mixed into this is number one i'm trying to hide like I, I i i ain't want nobody to know that this is what i was battling with i didn't want nobody to know that this was something that I was dealing with behind the scenes and Holy Spirit dug all up in Jerry's business to bring it to my attention. So let me start from the very, 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 very beginning y'all. Okay. Um, At a very, very young age, um, I battled with molestation and rape. This rape was so bad that it caused reproductive damage and not only that internal damage and emotional damage. And there was, just so much damage that um, I dealt with over the years. So fast forward as I'm growing up, you know, the other little girls are having periods. They're having their times of the month and everything. And I'm like, it's a lot I can't relate to here. So it's a lot I can't really understand. And so, you know, I'm going along with it again, yeah, girl, every time of the month. Yeah, girl, cramps and all that. Y'all just lying. Just no, no good and well. I wasn't going through some of the things that the other girls were dealing with. So. Um, of course, as I got older, you know, my doctors told me that I was dealing with um, genital injuries. I was dealing with reproductive damage that was so bad that um, basically there there was no fertility. There was no there were no eggs popping in the Easter basket. it was it was just it was dead, it was dead y'all. And so um, I tried my best to avoid thinking anything about the fertility issue. I was like, okay, well, I don't I don't need kids anyway. So I went my all my teenage life. I am not got to worry about kids anyway. 20s, I don't got to worry about kids anyway. Here I am, 33, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm here. So <laughs> um, as I got older and everything, um, I had this huge resentment towards um, those that molested me and especially, uh, of course, the rapists that caused this entire situation I had a huge oh, your girl was ready to knock if you buck if you saw him on site okay and so I had a huge grudge that I held towards it and so I was like okay well you know I don't have nothing to worry about I'm not gonna speak about it it's all good it's okay I don't gotta worry about kids and everything like that so at a certain point um, while I was in college And everything. Um, Of course, I was going through all of my rebellious phase. Your girl had her mega stallion knees on. She was getting down and dirty on top of the bar, hosting the party, getting drunk and falling asleep in there by the bathtub. Your girl was out here being a loose cannon out of rebellion of my pain, of what I've been through, soul ties, just a combination of trauma. So your girl was acting out. I'm talking about like Kanye West acting out, like stuff that you would look at and be like, oh, boy, she going out, boy, going out the door, go down the street. So as a result of all of this pain and trauma that I went through, your girl acted out um, and everything. And so I decided that, you know, I wasn't going to speak about my problems. I'm good. And then uh, I ran into the battle with breast cancer. Right. So now, mind you, on top of all of this, I was born with sickle cell beta zero thalassemia so beta zero is where your body is not producing beta cells your beta cells is what regulates and produces the insulin in your body it controls your blood sugar levels so mm-hmm. your girl was dealing with anemia always cold always snacking always had some candy on her. my friend I'm like she loved candy not knowing that i was battling with something and i needed the candy i needed something sweet so a lot of people just think oh she just loved desserts Whole different situation. So while I'm going through my medical stallion phase and I decided I was going to be a hot girl, I was going to be all of Lil' Kim and everything, I decided I was going to show my behind and didn't think I was going to have to answer to God for it. Didn't didn't think I was going to have to answer to God. I'm mad that I don't feel like a real woman. Everybody else is able to not only have a time of the month, everybody else is not only able to have kids, they're getting married, they're going through all of these different stages, and I'm out here thinking, well, God, you cursed me, so I'm going to turn up. Gonna act up, gonna do everything that's completely out of your will. God sat my behind down in my battle with breast cancer, sat my behind down. And so, um, I had a deal with Bronner Brothers. I was a hair model for Bronner Brothers, did the Bronner Brothers show year after year after year after year. And that particular year in 2014, I had lost my deal because I lost my hair eyebrows eyelashes any hair you can think of i was bald eagle naked mole rat bald y'all i can laugh about it now because my pain was crazy but you know this year this october i will be an eight year survivor and so um glory to god for that so in my battle with breast cancer you guys i I, in my rebellion still do y'all know what i did i decided i was gonna be a stripper I decided not Not only am I going to act out because of my pain, now I'm going to act out because I'm battling not only with breast cancer, but I'm like, how am I going to pay these bills? You know what? Scratch all of that. I'm going to go to the club and I'm going to become a stripper. Y'all, I made my name out, Symphony Rain. Okay. Your girl was going to go swing around every pole and everything. I was already a gymnast. It was nothing to get up there to the top, flip upside down, put some rockets on the shoes, do everything that I could to keep the people's attention. But one thing I wouldn't let people do is put their hands on me. You couldn't touch me. No, like how you see on these shows, they'd be going and tapping on the girl's butts. Like, oh, girl, make it rain, make it clap. You was not going to clap. Nothing over here. Okay, I handled all of that. So in all of my rebellion, at some given point in time, I finally stopped. And said, you know what? I got to get back in God's presence. I got to get back in God's presence. Like I'm getting to a point now where I'm stage three. And they're talking to me about life expectancy. Because now I'm dealing with cancer cells and mutated sickle cells coming together, forming their own type of cell that is speeding up this process in my body. So now they're talking to me about life expectancy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And on top of that, they're telling me, guess what? Your chances of having children? Yeah. So now I'm angry with God. Now I'm 38 hot. Oh my God, you get you gave me sickle cell. Then you had me battle cancer and infertility. Like you don't love me? Like and so all God was trying to get me to do was just come back to Him. Don't run to Sage, don't run to these crystals, don't run to no chakra linings, don't do none of this Buddhism stuff. Don't participate in these horoscopes. Leave all of this stuff alone. You only know tear read and read your Bible. Like God was just trying to bring me back to Him to talk about my issues, so I could go into the journey of my healing process. And so I was so upset with everything that I've been through that I kept jumping and turning to other things. But baby, once they started talking about life expectancy, that calmed me. I'm like, wait a minute, life expectancy? They asked me had I ever written my will, and I was like, a will. What do you mean, a will? Y'all, I felt like a prodigal daughter. I was just like, as bad as I messed up, and you want me to come back? As bad as I messed up, as much as I've done, and you want me to come back? Here I am, bald head, bald eyed, nothing. I'm talking about, I ain't got a hair on my body. Your girl is sitting here every day getting up, putting on makeup, every day covering up. Now, mind you, in the process of me going through the cancer is also the process of where my skin started changing. So while I'm doing radiation and I'm going through all of these different processes, my skin was peeling, I would do radiation burns and all of that. And so there were different areas where they had to do the radiation. So sometimes they would have to come higher up. Sometimes they would have to come here and everything. And so I started dealing with radiation burns to the face. So my skin started peeling and everything like that. And in the process of my skin healing, I started producing freckles. And so I thought something was absolutely wrong with me, y'all. I thought, like, I'm like, am I dying like this? I got leprosy. Like, what's what's wrong with me? Like I look sick. Like, what's you know, I'm freaking out. I go to the dermatologist and they're laughing. They're like, no, there's nothing wrong with your skin. You don't have skin cancer. They said these are freckles and the type of freckles that you have because of this condition are called ellipids. And I was like, oh. So they explained to me that there's different type of freckles and so this was basically my testimony of my healing. And I was just like, God, why would you put this on my skin as a testimony of healing? So one I can never hide. so I could never hide. when people see my skin, it's literally my testimony of healing. So let's keep this thing going y'all. All right, so finally, after I reel this thing in, and I'm like, all right, God, what is it that you want me to do? And God tells me it's time for me to speak. And I'm like, ah. Uh. And so God is like, if you if you want me to heal you, you have to speak. And so, um, and y'all still in the process. Your girl wasn't all the way saved, say. So you know what I did? Your girl got some wine. I'm talking about this big, big, thick jug, gallon. Of wine. Uh, I want to say it was, I can't, y'all, I can't remember it. It used to come in this big bubble. All I know is it was Moscato. And your girl drank. Your girl drank over and over and over, right? Got drunk that night, got up on a Sunday, and decided I was going to go to church. And so when I get up and I go to church, I'm sitting in the back. And I'm because I'm late. y'all. I'm so late. I'm trying to sit back there with the ushers in the back that tell you where to sit at. And I'm like, no, I don't want to come to the front. And so the pastor speaks about when you put your faith in God and talks about the healing process of God, how sometimes God will want you to submit your will and the things that you're turning to in order for you to receive healing. And so I'm like, I'm back there tearing up, crying. I'm like. So in the end of the sermon, he asked me to come up to the front. Now, this particular day was a family and friends day. At my college. So here it is. I'm thinking, I'm just going to, you know, just going to a random church that's behind the apartment that I can walk to. And I don't stumble in a family and friends day. Can you imagine that? So, and when the pastor tells me to come up to the front, everyone turns around. There's my professors, there's some friends, some people that was in the band on the dance team with me, chess club. Some of everybody is in there and they turn around and they're seeing me without the hair freckled, bald, sick. And so people are like, oh my goodness, Brittany, is that you? Oh my, like, you know, they're in shock. And so when I come up to the front, the pastor tells everybody, extend your hand to pray for him. So he gets the oil, I'm talking about slathered across the forehead, across my feet, stomach, back. And so he's praying for me. As he's praying for me, I feel this wind, this cool wind feels like it's engulfing around me. And so he tells me they are going to find it before your next appointment. And they're going to ask, what did you do? And I'm like, what? I'm thinking in my head, what else are they going to find? What do you mean they're going to find it? What else are they possibly going to find? And so I kid you not, you guys, um, the appointment that I was supposed to go to was on a Wednesday about a double mastectomy. They called me in on a Monday for me to go in and do extra scans, to do extra work, to basically prepare so we could start to talk before that appointment. And so um, when I come in on that Monday and everything, um, we go to do scans, we go to do our ultrasound, we go to do the mammograms and everything, and they could not find that big rock tumor sitting on the side of this. They could not find it in the scans. They could not find it. Now they showed me my old ones where I see big tennis ball, big, I don't even go say tennis ball. I'm gonna say golf ball, golf ball size thing there and everything. So now here I am, trying to figure out. Now, wait a minute, God, you did it. You did it. You you know, I couldn't, it wasn't registering. So they bring in other doctors. You guys, I'm probably going to uh, shift to my living room in a second so I can let my husband go to bed because he works at night. So, um, finally they bring in other doctors who repeatedly do the same thing. Now, I'm also thinking in my head, y'all about to charge me for all these extra scans. But anyway, the point is, is that they still do it and they're in shock. They're like, what happened? Well, what, what did you do? And I was like, I went to church. And they were like, no, 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 no. They were like, just just this Friday, just this Friday, we started planning out your double mastectomy. It's now Monday. What did you do? And I was like, I went to church. I went to church. I'm like, there wasn't a food. There wasn't some strange Dr. Sebi remedy that I did. I went to church. The Holy Spirit did this. The Holy Spirit, I did nothing. And so they were just in shock. Let me tell you who actually believed me out of the doctors. The Indian doctor. The one Indian doctor believed me. And he, of course, you know what the Jehovah, Jehovah do it, Jehovah. And I'm like, yes, Jehovah. And so um, that was just um, a, one of many experiences that God has taken me through healing. And it's been absolutely amazing. So I'm going to take you guys with me into my living room real quick as I continue to tell um, this story of this, this great, amazing story of mine. All right. So you guys say goodbye. Okay. You go, you leave it? Oh, so, okay. All right, you guys. So, uh, he's gonna let me continue and everything. Okay, so moving, all right, moving forward. Um, Where am I adding my story here? Okay, so moving forward, after I go through this healing process, do you know that I've had to speak over and over and over at different breast cancer events? over and over and god had had me share my testimony over and over and over and there were so many people who were like well what did you do how did you experience healing and you know there were others who you know wanted to know well how come i lost a parent or how come i lost somebody and then i'm having to explain to them you know ecclesiastes that there's a season that sometimes we can't control you know the season that people are in but anyway um this whole infertility. Now, God healed me of breast cancer, but I'm still battling with infertility. So now I'm thinking, God, you didn't heal me all the way. Wait a minute. Now, Now, what I didn't know is that when it came to my infertility, it was linked to my forgiveness. I haven't forgiven anyone that I'm battling with infertility. I didn't forgive anybody. So I'm still battling with something because there was no forgiveness in my heart. I still had an oh, I still had a grudge. So I'm still battling with this thing. But I'm thinking in my head, you know what? I'm in college. I don't have nothing to worry about. I ain't got rubber kids. It's, it's nothing to worry about. So let's fast forward to just uh, the last three years. Let's fast forward here. So finally, I noticed something different is going on with my body. I'm starting to have these cramps. I'm starting to feel a little funny. And I'm like, okay, something, something strange is going on with me. And I'm like, okay, what is this? So I finally go to my doctor and I go to a fertility specialist and everything. And they let me know that they see eggs present. And they told me if I wanted, they could freeze them. So I'm like, yes, yes, you, can, you guys can freeze them. They said we can freeze them for a year free of charge. But after a year, you will have to start making payments, right? So before we even get into me getting my eggs frozen there were times where I had dreams of me having a baby and seeing like a double reflection in the mirror. So me thinking I'm holding one baby, but the reflection shows like this or me doing something in doubles. And so I would have these dreams, but I was in such of the biggest denial ever about anything concerning a baby or even twins. So I, I completely ignored all of that. And y'all, there was also um, a strange desire that I had that I didn't even want to share with anybody that I wanted my virginity back. Y'all, that's so weird. That's so weird to people. But I wanted my virginity back, y'all. And I felt like I couldn't share that with anybody in a world that's trying to bust it down, pop it open. You know what I'm saying? Everybody and they mama getting down. And here it is secretly. I'm like, well, I kind of want my virginity back because I didn't even get a chance to just simply say that I could make the decision to say, okay, you can be my first or I'm going to wait for my husband. And I kid you not, um, when I went to go get my eggs frozen, your girl was out of her mind. So I started seeing that they had these options where you can get a sperm donor, right? You can pick whatever sperm donor you want. There was even gene selection. So if I wanted a sperm donor who was Italian, and I want my babies to have some Italian hair, some green eyes, my freckles, and then, you know my skin color, I could sit and remix a baby in a lab, mixing and mingling like a fruit bowl. And as crazy as that sounded in my head, I was like, well, maybe, maybe this would be a good option for me one day in the future. I think I'm gonna go with this. I think I'm gonna, you know what? Better yet, let me tell the doctors. Let me go ahead and tell them now. You guys, I want you to freeze my eggs so I can be a twin mommy in the future. And I want my sperm donor to be Italian. And as crazy and ludicrous as that sound. They accepted it clear as day. They were like, okay, she wants to be a twin mom. Okay, she wants to be a twin mom, Italian sperm donor. They were like, okay, any any particular gender and everything? And so um, I'm like, it doesn't matter. So, you know, I'm just kind of like, mm, da, 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 da. even though in my dreams I was seeing boys, but I was, I was in such the biggest denial and I was just like, mm, nah, mm, and everything. So I finally get into... Um, a relationship y'all after i got hurt in 2020 um really bad losing all of my friends um due to covid i lost my circle of friends and god made me a new circle and jerry was one of those people that was in the new circle so i was really hurt and grieving during that time so during the time that i started healing from all these different you know grievances and then a really bad, long-term, long-distance relationship that I knew was coming to an end, and that person was a PK at that, y'all. I was dating a PK thinking he was ready for everything I was talking about, but he was running from purpose. And I kept trying to yoke something that just wasn't equal. I kept trying to yoke it, and it just wasn't sticking. I'm talking about it wasn't sticking. I'm throwing it, boom. Ain't just just wrong. And so, y'all, I finally get to the next year. Here I am, and I'm like, hmm... Okay, I think I'm going to start all my social media over because at the end of that relationship, I got cheated on by three women of a Caucasian race. Three, y'all. And one of the women got mad and decided to blast everything about the relationship, being a side girl, and the OnlyFans, all of that. It went all over social media, and your girl was heartbroken. And now the thing that hurt me the most outside of, you know, being publicly blasted that I was being cheated on by, with three women that were white and other things, um, was the fact that she brought up um, something about my fertility. And I was like, I've never talked to her about that. I've never talked to, you know, the fact that he shared that information broke me in half. That basically just, you know, I'm more of a woman than she is, and I'm and I'm this and I'm this. And so that hurt me and everything to feel like I was less of a woman because I didn't have any fertility rate whatsoever. So I was heartbroken, y'all. I was real heartbroken. So I finally meet who my now husband. I finally meet him, and I don't believe that God, at first in my head, I'm like, God didn't send this. I'm like, no. And God is like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, uh-uh, stop. Stop that! Be nice. Be nice, y'all. I was mean. I was mean about it. I'm like, no, cause I'm heartbroken. I'm like no. Uh, uh-uh, I already lost friends and I already lost all this stuff. So now God is finally sending my husband that I've been waiting on, and it's during a period where I'm healing. And I'm like, nah, ain't no way in the world you sent me. No, nah, it's too good to be true. No, nah, no, 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 no. And y'all, he was persistent. He was persistent with me. So in meeting him, finally, I end up meeting jerry y'all i finally end up meeting jerry and she used to be the girl that used to be on the opposite side of the church from me and i'm like hey girl hey you know i see her from the other side I'm like hey girl so you know jerry was the person to me was the pretty girl that you sit on the other side of the church with the short hair and i'm like oh short hair girl she's so cool and everything so she finally reaches out to me about having lunch and i'm like who is this girl? Who is this girl? So I'm like, okay, she wants to meet with me and have lunch. I'm thinking, like, okay, this is interesting. So I didn't know that us going to lunch was actually an interview for womb prep. As a matter of fact, God told her and me just thinking I'm having lunch with her. I'm like, oh, she's got questions. This is she's just so sweet, questionable lady. Yeah, I'm just like, okay. So I have no idea that she's actually interview on me for womb prep. Now, I hadn't talked to anybody about my battle with infertility, except at the time, the man I'm dating, of course, who's not my husband. At the time, I'm telling Chaz, you know, hey, um, I need to talk to you about my fertility. I was like, it's pretty non-existent. Um, it's pretty spider webbish and I'm also waiting until marriage. And so you know I'm having a talk with him and everything. Now he also is overcoming an illness of his own. So I kid you not in um in the year of 2020 I met him and I meet Jerry. Jerry talks to me about womb prep and in the end she lets me know oh by the way this was an interview for you to be um president of womb prep. I'm like president president I'm like, what? Girl, I've never had a baby in my life. I've never been pregnant. You want me to be president of something that I've been battling with? What? Like, who are you? Like, y'all, I was losing it in my head, but I was just like, oh, okay, sh- sure. I had no idea what I was signing up for. I was just like, uh, sure, I can talk to the ladies. And so she said something that stuck with me harder than anything. She said, your story matters. Y'all don't know how much um, in the church battling infertility as a single that people tell you, you ain't got nothing to worry about. You ain't married anyway. You ain't married mm-hmm. anyway. You don't know how often I had to hear. It doesn't matter. Almost like your story doesn't matter because right. you're not married right. Well the, the, the point is that you're not even married. Like You don't have to worry about this. So that's heartbreaking in itself to hear. So after meeting Jerry and becoming a part of womb prep, God sent me through a healing test i had to forgive the man who raped me you guys i didn't want to do it i didn't want to do it i didn't want to do it didn't want to do it and so um i wasn't even there was no way in the world i was going to come in contact with him and i was just like no i don't have nothing to worry about i'm okay y'all it was his wife who wanted to apologize it was his wife that wanted to reach out to me and apologize because he finished serving all of his time in jail and was finally out. He finished his time and was finally out. She wanted to reach out to me to apologize. And initially, I was like, mm-hmm. but God was like, he took me straight to scripture about healing, about forgiveness, forgiveness being linked to your healing. And so, in this process, also, while I'm dating and I'm also letting Chaz know, you know, I'm getting ready to um, meet with. The man that caused this issue that I've been walking with Mm -hmm. my entire life and his wife. And I'm going to forgive him. And of course, he's just like, you're going to forget. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But yes, so his wife was the one that set it up and she wanted to. She was the one that set up the entire meeting for me to forgive him. And I did not want to. But I said, you know what? There's got to be some release. There's got to be some release that comes with this. It's got to, a lot of people say forgiveness is for you. So I was like, okay, well then it can be for me. So here it is. Finally, I do forgive him. And it feels like the the fattest weight you could think of on your, like I'm talking about a book bag of cinder blocks. Felt like it just fell off of me in that moment. And mm-hmm. so finally, after going through that conversation in November, we get to December and it's time for me um, to speak again with my fertility specialist, because guess what? You guys were about to get to the one year mark that the eggs are frozen. So are we still having these Italian black babies, these Italian babies? Are we still? (laughs) (laughs) And so, (laughs) so you know, we're getting close to the end and everything. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we can just go back in and talk about it. So finally, um, when I go back in, you know, for them to do more scans and everything like that, y'all, I kid you not my reproductive system had a bad little had a bad little shoulder lane too because of the reproductive damage so when they go back in to do the scans sonogram everything and they check everything is normal everything is normal it doesn't look like there's any injury in sight everything is completely normal normal and I have never, I never heard that word in all the years that I have been going to the doctors. Normal. Everything was normal. Fallopian tubes open. Everything clear. Cervix clear. Not an infection. Not a. Not nothing going on. Y'all, I think the lights just went out. Uh oh. But um. least everything. You. <laughs> okay, y'all still here? Y'all can still see me. Okay. Yeah, can still, we can still see. All you. right. Sorry about that, y'all. I think the lights no, just went fine. out for a quick second. Let there be light. Okay. So um yeah, basically everything, um, everything worked out beautifully. So and I couldn't even believe it. So now here it is. I'm hitting up new girl, Jerry, new friend. Here it is. I'm getting ready to hit up Jerry. Like, you will never believe this. Y'all, I cried so hard. I cried, I cried, I cried, like I couldn't it. stop crying because I couldn't believe it i cried i couldn't believe it now we gonna come to the living room where the sunlight is still out. <laughs> okay all right give me some light lord there it is there, there it me. is there it is you got it our lights okay. came back on too you want me to sit over there yeah. okay and that is hubby Bear, you guys. Ah, I love hubby yeah. Bear. Yeah, we love hubby Bear. <laughs> <laughs> love the nickname.
5: Yes,
3: we love puppy
4: Bear. So, after forgiving him and everything, God allowed me to finally physically heal, which I never would have thought. Something spirit, something so dynamic and spiritual like forgiveness. Uh-oh. Something so spiritual like forgiveness will be linked to a healing process. So can you imagine how many thousands of women are still battling with something because they just simply haven't forgiven someone? Like, incredible. So finally, I go to call Jerry to tell her what happened and I'm like trying to keep my life together, trying to not scream, not trying to yell out of my mind. And I have to testify at church about it and so literally god heals me in front of my husband who is going to be experiencing healing to prove that jehovah Rapha is real yeah now me going through the process of being infertile for so long i couldn't believe it when it happened until finally i started ovulating you guys i'm calling jerry like jerry what's this weird stuff my body <laughs> is sunny, <laughs> I started ovulating like, jerry y'all i'm feeling like i'm in middle school when you are supposed to go to sex ed and know everything but then you you just don't know it and you so know. you're like like calling jerry, jerry what's going on my body this is weird so jerry's like well first of all you're ovulating this is normal <laughs> these these feelings are normal this is okay everything is normal y'all i'm all freaking out i'm like what in the world is that like jerry what is this ovulation what is this stuff i don't know how to ovulate. I don't know how to go through this stuff. What is this? Y'all, I'm going to the store, looking at pads and stuff. I'm like, look at all these colors and sizes and supers and regulars and wings without wings. And I'm like, do I need blue cheese and ranch too? I'm like, (laughs) okay. Y'all, I'm kidding you not. I'm having to learn my body like I'm a 12-year-old girl. So in the process of him granting me the fertility back, let me tell you something that People to this day probably still would never believe, but I still have the records and the scans to prove it. God put my hymen back intact, back intact. The thing that I asked for secretly in prayer, he put it back intact, something that most women would never ask for. Their virginity pack, they think, most people say, once it's gone, girl, it's gone forever. But I had a true, genuine desire in my heart Mm-hmm. For God to not only restore that, but restore me. I wanted my husband to be my first. I didn't want to have the story of, girl, you done got bust down and ran through the train that came through. Choo-choo. I didn't want that story. Like, I didn't want that story. When I said I wanted to be a new creation, wow. I, y'all, for when I said I wanted to be a new creation. I really wanted to be a new creation. Like I really wanted everything to be renewed, down to my virginity. And I kid you not, even in that, I'm like, now wait a minute now how do i handle a virgin? now i'm like how do i handle a virginity so now i'm like this now i'm like nope 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 you can't have it you can't have it you can't have it so um like i was showing you guys earlier um one thing that i kept trying to avoid was the thought of me possibly becoming uh a mom to twins because i didn't think just because i saw it in the dreams i tried to deny it then i would have friends that would have dreams like hey I seen you with two babies and they were just exactly like, and I'm like, though, first of all, them, them twins. And I'm like, what do you mean? You're having dreams. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So of course, in my mind, while I'm dating, I'm thinking I'm never going to become married and here I am <laughs> and everything. I'm thinking in the process, like, uh oh, no, it won't happen for me. I've seen it happen for others, but I'm also serving not only the marriage ministry, but if you guys see Takesha Morris in the comment section, she has, um this amazing wife group called The Healed Rib. I'm also serving under The Healed Rib as well. So in a sense I'm I've been getting wife training for a, literally over a year well before I'm married. Just spiritually. Things that you, mom things that your mama ain't teaching you. I'm talking about things your mama ain't things you know the church ain't saying things you know your mama definitely didn't break down that she could have but she just didn't know how to and everything. So um for me um, my husband and I, we went to a fire revival. Jerry was there. We went to a fire revival where Prophet uh, Woodson, first thing he said to me, he, he prophesying to everybody. Now, mind you, I'm on sheep ministry. Y'all, y'all whoever hit the flow, get the sheets. Okay, I'm on sheep ministry. Okay, I wasn't worried about nobody because I'm like, okay, I ain't going down. I ain't got nothing to worry about. I'm on sheep ministry. All I'm doing is wrapping the ladies up like burritos. we doing okay. It's all right. I don't have nothing to worry about. You know, it's on sheep ministry. So during the revival, as he's praying for everybody else and I'm putting the sheep down, you know, he looks at me and says, Where's your husband? And I kid you not, Chaz moved from the left side, came all the way over there on the right side. And he looks at us and say, I see twin boys, the car, the house, and even the joint business that you guys desire. God is granting. God is granting all of those desires of the heart because they are in line with his will. So girl, y'all know I'm, I'm a sprinter. Y'all, I take off running. I take off. I'm running. I'm talking about full sprint, full Olympic dash. Your girl is going cross country in the church. I am running because I can't believe it. Y'all, I'm a runner. Sometimes when I... Get filled with the spirit. I'm gone. I'm gone. Y'all track star. She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> like and so um oh, really? mind you, we didn't tell anybody that we were, you know, kind of hoping for twins. We didn't tell nobody. We have our own little Pinterest board called the Wilcox Twins that has little um strollers and little cute onesies and copy and paste and all types of little cute things. We didn't tell, you know, we didn't tell nobody. And so, like I said, I had kept those little booties that I just showed you guys uh, from the baby shower when I received two of them. And so that was my little reminder, which I thought it was interesting that I found before I came on. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, these baby booties from the baby shower three years ago. So um, it was just that reminder that God was, you know, yeah, yes, I did call you to be a mother of twins. Yes, I did. The twin boys. You're going to carry two of them you won't be able to do something for two something it's okay and so um i'm grateful again that you know god in the process of me um going from being completely 100 infertile like what felt like to me was barren uh for god to take me through that process and allow me to experience healing on different levels but for him to teach me that your forgiveness is linked to your healing as well, to learn that and experience healing on a whole new level because God wasn't going to release me as a wife, and he wasn't going to release me to one day become a mommy mm-hmm. until I forgave. But in that process, it had to teach my husband forgiveness as well. So uh, I'm, I'm so grateful that, um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention to you guys, my, my husband's name is Italian. <laughs> so in all my you know thinking of I'm going to have me an Italian baby daddy, and I was going to pick one to have my twins with. God selected one for me. Blood talent. And all of his goodness. And so, it's
0: um, the blood for me, though. The blood
4: <laughs> That part. <laughs> it's hard. To, I just think it's just so funny and so amazing how he used my story to help others. But I was just like, God, why did you take me through this? Why did you? Why? And, you know, I was upset about that thing. But uh, I'm so grateful Um, for where I am now. I'm so grateful for all the places that he's taken me. Um, And every now and then when I have those moments where I'm like, no, I'm not, no, God, no, no, I'm not going to be no twin mom. Even on my wedding day, my best friend, her name is Tay, she gave me these coasters that have W-4 on them as a reminder that we'll be parents of twins. And, of course, in the real game of Scrabble, um, a W is four points. So, Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes we have little reminders and things like that that let us know and you know um, we came up with the name Gio and Gianni Um, those will be our boys names so um, we are still thinking about a middle name for Gio but Gianni Armani Wilcox is the first one and my Gio will be fly
5: yeah
4: they are gonna have some designer names now so (laughs) come on now So I am, I am grateful. And the day that I find out and everything, of course, I'll be sharing with you ladies and things like that. But um, ultimately, I'm grateful that God crossed me with the path of Jerry, because had I not ran into Jerry, I wouldn't have known that I was actually being prepared for the journey. I would have never known that um, not in the, the journey of motherhood, that not only is it just motherhood, but it was wifehood. And it was teaching me different lessons along the way. So um, I'm grateful again that she brought me for lunch. And it was good, y'all. It was seafood. I'm like, we oh. seafood. Oh, come on,
0: y'all. No, it was so good. I want to go back. Mm. <laughs> I want
1: to go back.
0: It, it sounds was so good.
5: good. Don't make us jealous. Not today. Not today? OK. I want not do right.
4: it today. <laughs> Well, yes. So I am. um, I'm so grateful. Um, Literally earlier, right before I got on, um, I had to do a quick meeting because I'll be dropping season two of a podcast series that I'm a co-host on called Netflix and Heal, A Single Millennials Diary. So now, you know, in the process from me going from being single to being married, you know, I'm not going to stop helping the singles now. You know, I'm going to go back and get my girls out the strip club. Come on, girl. absolutely i gotta pull these people everybody out here you know they got their only fans they got their tiktoks they got all this they want to be famous on but i'm like everybody think god old school and i'm like no nah, y'all tripping so bringing god back to the streets one heel at a time amen
1: <laughs>
0: i love that I love it. I love and it. I love how you had to forgive to heal. That's powerful
1: mm-hmm. because
0: there's so many people walking out with so different, so many different diseases because they won't forgive. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they be going to tarrying services, they be getting prophecies and stuff, but they won't heal. Right. And that's so the, it's so important it. that we we understand that forgiveness is linked to some physical stuff.
5: This is true. Uh,
0: oh. Oh. It is absolutely those walking around with high blood pressure, walking around with cancer, walking yeah. around with all this stuff, heart attacks, and everything because they won't forgive. Right, and so that's just that's just a uh, reminder, y'all forgive. Like it's not worth it. It's not mm-hmm. worth holding the girls because at the end of the day, the person that hurt you is going on about their life, whole
5: life, like nothing wrong. <laughs> they have let it go, like Elsa. Let it go.
1: Let it go. go. Right.
0: (laughs) And so that that's really good. I love your story, Brittany, because it just shows that God cares about what concerns us. Not just the small stuff, but the big stuff too. He really does care. He cares about everything. The fact that you ask Mm God, uh that told God that you wanted to be like a virgin again, and He actually yeah. did that. Yes. That means yes. God cares about that stuff because it could have easily been like you know, because scientifically that's not supposed to be possible. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that like, who does that? What? You right. did what now? How how did you do that? Because I don't understand.
4: Okay, um, and the doctors will look at you like, no, nah, this ain't the same patient." Right.
5: <laughs> <laughs> like this, we must got the wrong chart.
4: Oh, this somebody else.
5: Only God, exactly. Only God. Yes, I love your your testimony, Brittany. It's it's always um, a reminder of God's faithfulness and just, um, just His sovereignty, and then just how He just takes every piece of what our story is and knits it together so that it makes sense for our purpose. Yes. Thank you again for sharing. Again, I, I, I needed that reminder. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so I, too. So thank you.
0: Definitely.
5: Definitely. Oh, yes.
0: This was good, y'all.
5: This was really good. This yes. Really
0: good. And, you know, the title or the, the theme for today was When Trusting God. Is the only option, and we've seen like through everybody's story where, like, we 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 ain't had no choice. Like we just did it. We had to trust God to come through because it wasn't nothing I could do. There there was no no special tea I could drink. There was God. nothing I could do. Shawanda says she was bleeding for six months straight.
5: Six months and pregnant and pregnant at oh, the same baby. I can only imagine how scary that is. Cause, that man, listen, I would have been, I would have, I would have freaked out. Y'all would
0: have been like, Jerry, I will be okay. I was like, no, clearly I'm not okay. Ooh, not so okay. And we pregnant okay. at the same time. And that should not be a thing. That not be happening.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. I forgot to share this with you guys. Um, while, while I was dating and everything, um, my husband's father lives in Savannah. And so when I went to meet his father for the first time, um, his father and um his basically his mommy mommy mommy-in-law and everything or or step-mommy she has twins and Mm -hmm. so she asked me to be a nanny to the twins for about three months or so and y'all you guys i kid you not that was a preparation process for what i was gonna more than likely endure in the future and so um their names are jacob and jordan and I had no idea that you know this was going to be something in the process that you know God was preparing me for, and everything. And so um, on their own, they gravitated to me in such a unique way. And the funny thing is, is that you know their family, all of them, are Christians, and everything. So sometimes you'll play some, you'll play certain songs on the radio, and they're gonna tune, time chime in and sing and all of that and everything. And so, like I said, there were little things, little reminders, or I would call them prophetic clues that God would drop to remind you, hey, this is what I said. You're going to be a twin boy mom. Hey, hey, hey. Don't you forget. Don't you start that doubting. So I keep little things and little pictures of them Aww. and things like that to remind me. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, like I said, sometimes God, when you get in places where you may doubt, God will send prophetic clues to remind you, whether it's through a person, a message, a song. Um, God would do little things and you will be like, wait a minute. But, yeah, so um, I just wanted to say that encouragement to everyone that's um, expecting God for anything, whether it's business related, whether it's mommy related and everything. God will send you prophetic clues to remind you exactly what he said and what he promised for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's that's so real, though. Uh, and I call them sweet reminders from the father because mm-hmm. it'd it, it be real random sometimes. I just feel like God, is that. You? Uh, cause I wouldn't even really think about that or I don't even know this person like that, but you, you sure. Oh, okay. God, let's, let's, let's go. And so that's really good. I love when, I love it when God gives us the sweet reminders because it just shows how much of a loving father he is. Mm-hmm. He's not going to let us forget what he promises. He's not going to let us throw it away or forfeit it. He's going to keep reminding us until it comes to pass.
4: Oh, yeah. Britain, you got any
0: last remarks for the audience before we go?
4: Um, I would say, I think we've, we've mentioned this plenty of times before, but um, prepare for the promise. And what I mean by prepare is that, that mindset that, you know, it's on the way um, Alicia, I'm going to give this to you because this was on my mind early today while I was looking at your wedding planning book and everything. If you haven't started building that, that vision board, in particular, or um, start looking at your venues and all of that because um, what's the word? What is it called when God speeds something up? What's it called? expedited? Um, there's something expedited that's coming with this process, and God kind of does that with us sometimes and everything. So I would say have an expedited mindset. I wouldn't even say on the way. On the way is like USPS. Sometimes it might be there due to COVID circumstances, it might be a little. You know, it might be a little lag. I ain't even going to say USPS, and I'm not even going to say, like, like Amazon Prime. I'm going to say, like, expedited. Like, that thing could show up at any – have a an any given moment type of mindset because what God is giving you in your heart, even moments where you may think, I'm not sure about this. So I ain't – I'm not exactly, going <laughs> to uh, uh, uh you sure <laughs>
1: like, I love it not, because I'm literally, too? like, sitting
4: here, like –
5: Okay, guys, this don't don't even look like it's supposed to look right now. So, <laughs> like literally,
4: oh my God! Yeah, I kid, I kid you not. Sometimes when we go to the movie theaters, if we see a goody two shoes movie, it, it ain't too good because it don't have them. It doesn't have those fillers or those situations that have to come so it can prove that God is who he says he is and everything. So sometimes God will take us through situations. You'd be like, God, why in the world did you take me? But if somebody else is watching your story, if all I told y'all was the good things and I never told y'all that there were times where I got followed home from the strip club, if I never told y'all that there was a stage three battle of breast cancer, if I never told y'all, yeah, there was a battle when I was dating, whether or not he was going to go into the military or whether he was going to go after Christ. If I never had those battles, it would never produce a story to help somebody else reach victory. So, that's why sometimes you may go through these situations, and then you, what? A kingdom marriage? Girl, what? think that thing ain't gonna be tested, but you gonna survive. But yes, so uh, (laughs) yes, and so to all the the mommies i'm gonna call i'm gonna call y'all mommies okay what mommies and wives and all of that um so everybody that's tuning in um the biggest thing that i want to say is have a spirit of expectancy don't wait till you showing to be like oh i'm expecting don't wait for the pregnancy test to be like oh i'm expecting like no you're expecting now you're Damn expecting it. now now have that mindset now okay i still got my wound prep backdrop up there okay now okay because y'all y'all better get ready because uh we're getting ready to plan for jerry baby shower so that's hard i'll get ready okay y'all get your gifts jerry get your registry if you ain't got one on amazon so mommies and wives <laughs> get right. that, that spirit of expectancy okay because baby what everything gonna be blamed out that i send her, that's gonna be pink just blinged out yes. yeah but yes yeah.
0: All right. Thank you so much, Britt.
4: You're Brit. welcome.
0: Thank you. Excuse me, guys. I know, Britt, oh, always making us about to cry. I oh. know. Always. Oh, I'm going to bring I, Tiffany back. I got time for today. that today? <laughs> right. Hey, there. Hello. Hello. You got any last remarks?
2: Um... Just um just keep, I mean, like she like Brittany was saying, just keep expecting. Expecting doesn't have to be hard. It's just you're just saying, I know that I'm what I'm gonna get. Like when you're waiting on a package, you know it's coming. No matter you know what it goes through to get to you, you know that it's yours and it's coming. So when I say that I'm in a waiting room waiting for my number to come up. I'm waiting, but I'm not waiting upset. I'm not waiting angry. I'm not waiting in doubt. I know what God told me. So I'm waiting on that. And in the process of me waiting, God is doing the work in me and my husband. You know, so I understand the wait. Because there's some healing that needs to be done in us before we even, you know, um, have our child. And, you know, the healing is is helping us to be better for our children that we already have,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know. And he's really working on my family and um, as a whole, because even my um, and I have to mention her because, you know, God has been really working, getting on me. But, you know, when my husband was my, my husband's also been married twice. So when he got married, um, his first wife, she had a two year old. Um, yeah, she was two, three years old when he came into her life and all she's known is him as daddy. And so she has come back into our lives and she has grandchildren. So it's just like, you know, and God, you know, anytime I was praying for, I was praying for my children today. And anytime I pray for my children, i have them in my mind. I can see them. I can see their faces. And it's always, you know, the boys, and it's it's Tiana. And he was like, No, you need to add Alexis because she's your daughter. And so it's just in this process, you know, even if you're not, if you don't have your child to where you have birthed that child, if God gives you children to love, love them, mm-hmm. you know, love them in spite of, you know, don't keep focusing on well. I'm not their mom, because just like God told me, he gave me something that their mothers will never. He was like their mothers will never give them what I gave you. Never. They're going to have to come to you for it. You're the only person that can give it to them. Mm -hmm. And so we have to just, you know, love who we have and where we are and just understand that God is going to do a complete work. He did a complete work, you know, as we just listened to with Brittany's testimony, he did a, a complete work in her. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do a complete work in each and every one of us, but we have to be willing to trust his process and not our own.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we still we still get those questions from people. You Like I said, I'm going into 15 years of marriage and everybody looking at me like, you know, baby, when is y'all going to have a baby? Is, is it still on the table or we just not worried about it no more? But I know what God told me that was going to happen. So I just got to continue to do what I'm going to do and be prepared for my child. I know she's coming. You know, I know that we will have our daughter. I know that we will be adding an additional person to our family. Like I told my husband today, I said, we're going to have five kids. And he was like, yeah, we're we going to have a big family, which I love. Mm -hmm. so you know i'm planning for that um that's what i'm praying for you know god i want a a big enough house i even told my husband i said when we move we got to have a big enough house for our entire family and he was like anybody living with us and i'm like but still i I know (laughs) know that you know i want them to all be over right because i'm i'm the the mom and I want us to be a family we have our family vacation we have our own family traditions you know and I see that for my family you know I see them and I tell them I said I don't care what you say they gonna find us (laughs) you know and we got older sons and they'll say oh you know we'll come a bit no I said no they're coming I could feel it I can feel the whole transition with them so it's just even if you're waiting and you know Like I posted in the um, group, what you see doesn't cancel out what God said.
1: Exactly. So
2: and just be mindful of who you like, who you allow to speak into your life, because if I would have listened to those that came to my husband and I said, oh, I had a dream that she was having a boy and said in that confusion, I would have got caught up in that confusion
1: Mm -hmm.
2: of not holding on to what God told me when he has already confirmed it and verified it with both parents so you know just trust the process don't you know check your spirit in the midst of you waiting because you know just like britney shared what held her up from healing is her forgiveness Mm
1: -hmm.
2: what made you know your impatience being impatient and angry and frustrated and jealous and envious that can also hold you up in your waiting process as well Mm mm-hmm Because you're not allowing God, you're not trusting God. So if you're not going to trust him, why am I going to give my gift to you? This is my gift that I'm giving to you. You know, this is not something that I owe you. I'm giving this gift to you. So if you can't trust the gift giver, then why am I going to give you my gift? And so I just, you know, want to encourage everyone to just trust God in the process. You know, even when things fail or even when something doesn't go through or even when you feel like that this was my time, I thought this was going to be it. Just keep trusting God because really his timing is perfect. And to be honest, would I wanted my me to have a baby two, three years ago? No, because me and my husband emotionally and mentally is not was not ready for that. We are getting ready now because God is doing the work in us but if you know she would have came into a premature situation and we would have you know passed down something to her that wasn't right you know and then we're having and, and then even then our family wasn't where it is now then so she wouldn't have had access to her brothers the way that I would have liked her to you know it would have been a whole lot of chaotic situations going on so it wasn't just a healing just for us It was a healing and a reconciliation with my husband and his oldest sons. So it was a lot that is going on to prepare us for her so that everybody that's expecting her can be ready for her. Right,
0: right. And that's so good because I I tell y'all all all the time, if me and Babe daddy would have got pregnant any more than three years ago, that child, my baby, listen, y'all, we was crazy. We was crazy. Stressed my baby would be in therapy they probably have anxiety it, it would just be a whole thing and so god really does know best. uh he knows that even though we, we had the desire we didn't have the maturity to really deal with anything like
1: that right so good tiffany thank you it
5: looks good thank you
2: you're welcome you're welcome you guys are welcome
1: So Wanda, hey, hey, hello, hello. You got any last remarks before we get out of here? Um, hmm.
3: I would just say to stand on what God says. Um, use that wait time wisely. Um, I've always been instructed to learn how to wait well which just meant that I could still live while I was waiting to not get stuck on what I don't have Um, there's always things that God gives us during that wait process that will help us when we do receive the promise so just use that time wisely um, and and continue to wait on what God promised you
1: that's good that's good good. thank you right.
0: All right, so if if I had any last remarks, it would be to really trust the process. Because sometimes we say we trust the process, but we'd be, <laughs> we be lying. we be lying to ourselves, oh God. We be lying to God. we be lying to other people. We just be lying out in these streets because we'll say, "God, I trust you," but then our our actions are in, internally and outwardly, they don't line up with God, I trust you. They line up with God, you're not finna come through, so let me try to figure this out. Like Brittany was saying, she had a whole plan yeah, thought out in her plan. head. I was like, God, ain't none of that in my plan. Like, what?
1: <laughs> whole plan.
0: So, we gotta get to a point where we truly, truly trust God and trust His process. Uh, we gotta get to a point where we're like, okay, God, you know what? I don't necessarily like this, but I still trust you anyway. So whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you're trying to do or want to do, I trust that you're going to do it. And then you got to be like, God, I trust that I'm going to come out on top. I'm not I'm not going to lose in this fight because you're fighting for me. We have to get to a point where we know that God is going to come through and that God is literally going to do everything that he said. Cause sometimes we'll we'll say we believe it, but then in the back of our head we be like, yeah, but just in case, let me have this backup plan, or just in case, let me do this, or you know, it didn't happen like I wanted it to, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this my own way. Like doing it your own way is not trusting God. It's a, that's a oxymoron. You can't say you trust God, but then you try to do things your own way. You're gonna have to pick one. Uh, like one of my cousins said, you're going to have to pick a struggle. Either you go trust God or you go do it your own way. Right. Right. You can't do both. Right. Can't do both. Uh, Brittany said, don't get no battalion, sperm get when he has a black Italian name. <laughs> <laughs> <Swear> <laughs>
1: That's real,
0: though. That's real, though. Uh, so yeah, y'all, trust the process. And y'all know me and Alicia tell y'all this all the time. Trust the process me and alicia are still in our process and we're still trying
5: i'm I'm just trying to get to step one so y'all let me y'all 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 keep encouraging your girl in the lord because trust you
0: you on your way to
5: step one it's all good you on your way i know i I believe god i receive i believe i receive i believe i receive The struggle bus is real some days, though. No. It is. And that's the
0: thing. Sometimes we think that trusting God means that we don't feel these feelings. That, no, that's not That's not what it is.
1: That's, Absolutely. That's
0: not it. <laughs> trusting God simply means, okay, God, I'm feeling these feelings. But at the end of the day, I know that I can trust you. Yes. I know that you're faithful. I know that nothing you say is going to come back void. So since that is the case, I still trust you while I'm feeling these feelings. And that's it, y'all. That's it. Uh, Alicia, you want to pray us
5: out? Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah, Alicia's like, yeah.
5: <laughs> I'll do it. Um, Abba, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just can't thank you enough because, God, your mercies are new every morning. Your love is new every morning. You love, your grace is new every morning. And so, God, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for um, womb prep, God. Thank you for Jerry and being her being the founder. And thank you that she was obedient to your word, to her, Father God, to start this, to start this support group, to start this ministry, to start all the things that you have poured into her. So thank you for that. God, I thank you for each and every woman who makes up womb prep. God, excuse me, I pray and I thank you for Brittany and Shawanda and uh, for uh, Tiffany God. And I pray Lord in the name of Jesus, God, I just pray that you will bless every person who is a part of womb prep. Yes, God,
1: Lord. I pray
5: that you will uplift them, that you will protect them, that you will guide them, that you will give them the um, the stamina, Father God, to continue in this process that you have placed them in, in their journey to motherhood. God, I also pray for every woman who joins this uh, podcast, who watches this podcast. God, I pray that you will remind them that you are a faithful God, that you are not a man who should lie. And God, you are not a God of confusion. God, you have come through for so many women, God, that we have seen in present day, but also in the Bible God, you came through for Rebecca. You came through for Rachel and Leah and the Shun- Shunammite woman. And God, just so many. Sarah, of course, Father God. But God, we know that you are going to um, also allow us to be miracles, Father God, yes. so that we can say that you also did it for Jerry and you also did it for Tiffany. And you did it for Brittany and you did it for Takesha and you did it for Shawanda and you did it for me. And so God, I thank you that you are the God of miracles signs, and wonders. And Lord, we thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for um, our stories, Lord God, because we know that it is the journey that you have placed us on so that we can encourage someone else, Lord Jesus. And Maybe it might not be their journey to the motherhood, but Lord, we thank you that you gave us this story to encourage someone else to remind them that you are Jehovah Rapha, our healer. Yes, Lord. And so Lord, as we um close out this this session, Lord, I just pray that you will protect each and every person who spoke today. God, um, as we know, Satan is always busy and always upset when we um, speak a word of encouragement to help others. And so God, I ask that you protect us, protect them on today from all heart harm, or danger, spiritual attacks, physical attacks, mental attacks, emotional attacks. We rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And we seal every speaker now in the name of Jesus under your covering. And God, we pray for all the babies that are coming. Lord, we thank you for the destinies that are tied to them for the kingdom, um, kingdom, uh, uh, kingdom destinies that are tied to them. God, we thank you that they are coming, Father Mm -hmm. God, to set this world ablaze, Father God, to preach your word, to bring more people to you and to disciple more people to you. And so, God, we give your name the honor. We give your name the glory and we give your name the praise because you are do that and so much more. Love you. We honor you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Amen
0: amen 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 Mm -hmm. all right loves that concludes season four episode one of the journey to motherhood podcast always, if you are watching this and you are a woman that's dealing with infertility, miscarriage, or infant loss, we invite you to join us in our private Facebook group called Womb Prep. Yeah, This is where it gets real. Womb Prep is where we vent, we cry, Amen. We, stuff. We, <laughs> we ask the Lord, God, God, why? Amen. I don't understand why. We do all of that, but at the end of the day we also point you back to Jesus because that's where this whole journey begins and ends. It's all about him at the end of the day so Absolutely. if you are struggling with infertility if you've experienced a miscarriage and you want to be surrounded by like minded people uh, go to facebook.com slash um and You can join our group. You can um, like our page. We're also on Instagram, too. Uh, Right now, we are like in the thick of a study called Fervent by Priscilla Shower. So we're we're learning how to be fervent prayer warriors. Mm Y'all, it's it's pretty intense, but it's very good. So if you're interested in that, just go to uh, facebook.com slash prep so we can get you added to the group. We love you guys so much. We are so grateful that you tuned in today or you listened in today. We are so grateful. Grateful that you came across us because we hope that something that was said, something that the WoundClub team said, encouraged you, lifted your spirits, made you think about some stuff, made you go repent about some stuff. We hope you do all that tonight um, after mm-hmm. you listen to this. But we love you guys and we praise God for you all. All right, guys, that's it. Bye. You. Thank
5: you guys so much.
0: Love y'all.